Nice. And we're back. Episode 10, milestone episode for the Dad Pod Sportscast. Uh, I'm Kevin on the other end. We got Artie and John as per usual. What's up, boys? How are we doing? What is up? Good evening. Divisional and welcome, welcome to the divisional round. Exactly. Yes. Playoff playoff football is always, always fun. Um, playoffs? It's, playoffs? Talk about playoffs? Uh, no, it's been – it was great, man. That was a great week of football, honestly. Mm-hmm. It really um, was. I, I Listen, wild card weekend really is very rarely boring, and I wouldn't say this was the most exciting, but it was fun. Yeah, no, like – but every game – for the most part, other than, and we'll get to it, like that Cowboys game, but, um, oof, oof. Pretty, woof, yes, woof. Mm. but every game pretty much mm. came with some sort of drama to it or some sort of excitement to it. Like, drama. I, I, I honestly, like, I can't complain. Like, we got our money's worth. Like, yes, Monday night playoff football sucked, but Monday night football always sucks. <gasps> shocking. 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 Yeah, well, yeah. I've seen a couple of reactions. Where, like, forget the game like itself. People were like, we don't need a Monday night game, but the NFL just wants to be on all the time. So seven days a week, you, baby. You're gonna you're gonna get a Monday night game from here on until the day you die. So Yeah. I mean, not, not much you can do about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least like, it gives us more Joe Buck and Troy Aikman football playoff calls. <laughs> that's what we need. That's, that's what exactly we need. what we need. All right. Before we get into it, hot take of the day. I really don't hate Joe Buck that much. Neither do I. Hot take, a hot Agreed. take duo. Agreed. I, I, especially after the Bills Bengals game with DeMar Hamlin, I was like, well, shit, that's consummate professionalism there. Like, you know. I get it. Everyone, I get why people thinks, don't like him, but it's like relax. It's everyone thinks he hates their your team. It's like he doesn't. He doesn't. Like, I think people. I, I people dislike him because they think there's like a spoil system with his dad, which that's how we got into the business. But you don't get to where he is and stay say, where he like, is at that level because he's not great at what he does. He's very good at what he does. You know, his dad being his dad is now irrelevant for the last. I don't know. 15 20, 20 years 20 this years point. 20 this years point, like come on man yeah like he got in because of his dad sure but like he doesn't get the contract with fox or espn and to call world series games and football games for as long as he has because he sucks come on people relax right you'll be you'll be yeah, out no. of, you'll be out of the business real fast if you're no good yeah agree I, like it, at, the, at this point like the, I hate to say it, but like demands an institution somewhat. You know what I mean? Like that's why I said it's going to be weird hearing him on Monday nights instead of like you know four o'clock on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. but it is what it is. You know, it but is. then again, but then again, I don't really watch for the announcers. I just you know, the, it yeah, could be, like we could have called the game. There is there's a vibe to the whole thing. Like there's a vibe to the. Like I, you got used to Al Michaels on Sunday night for well. You know, all let's the- let's talk about Al Michaels for a second. When he called that <laughs> go ahead touchdown, was he he might have been dead? Like, do, do you blame him? Like somebody had to give him a freaking. He had to be resuscitated from all the crap that he had to deal with. I know, it's, but I mean, Jesus, like it's comeback, oh, comeback play. Like, can we at least show a pulse? Like, he doesn't have. He does. He's got to retire. He's, he's gotta done, man. He's he's so this whole this whole Thursday night thing. He's done. He, he's like, all right, I got to retire. 
I know, and the problem is you're getting bad games too. Usually, I mean, yeah, during the season, you're getting terrible games. He the biggest mistake he made was leaving NBC, but that. Yeah, got that Amazon. Tariko did deserve a chance, though. So let's no, he did. To be fair, he did, and and to be fair, Tariko has been great. I guess you like. Tariko oh, when he left, when he left Monday Night Football, I was very upset. Yeah, so well, was I. I. The the sad part is that there's nobody out there who's going to take over Collinsworth anytime soon, and the person who's going to take over Collinsworth is this fucking kid. So like that's I know. That's the like. Speaking of nepotism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to talk about nepotism, baby? Yeah, that. Austin Austin Collinsworth is the the quintessential fucking nepotism, baby. If you really want to talk about that, mm-hmm. but I mean, I honestly wouldn't even mind like Chris Sims. I wouldn't mind Chris Sims getting a shot at, at some point. You know, at least he's a former. At least he's a so- former player. Like, yeah, and right. he's like he he traveled the league. He played on a lot of teams. I know he was not like you know a star. He wasn't a like, good quarterback, but like at least he played in the league. Yeah, really. I mean, I mean, you'd still get the the claim of like nepotism because Phil's his dad, but like at least he played, and at least he has some sort. Of like, he's a QB coach now. Like, runs the fucking like he helps Jesse Palmer run his QB coach thing and all that stuff. So like. Dude knows what he's doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't hate it as much as I think I would. No, and he's he's got talent. Like, he's got this charisma. He's got the ability to explain what's going on. And and when he does analysis on the halftime and the and the pre and post on NBC that I've seen snippets here and there, it's decent. Like, it's quality. Whereas with Collinsworth, you're like, put a bag over my head and fucking sh- like suffocate me. I can't listen to this shit anymore. <laughs> this is why I don't. This is why I'll say it and I'll say it again. And I'll continue to say it until I die. So I don't watch anything during pre halftime or post game. Like it's not worth analysis. I don't, I just turn the TV off and I go to bed. I honestly, whatever, like I, or I'll go to like the local, you know, like, like, the, <laughs> like the giants have their own post game. So like, I'll go to them on SNY or whatever on. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. SNY had like the jets have, you know, Ray Lucas yelling yeah, at everyone yeah. and, and the giants have like Amani tumor and now Victor Cruz, like, Doing the po- I'd rather listen. I'd rather listen to the ex players of the team that I root for break down the game than you know the talking heads of the NFL. Basically, yeah. Cruz needs a podcast if he doesn't already have one. You know who needs a podcast? Victor Cruz's fourteen or fifteen females that he cheated on his wife with. That's seriously. That's a pod- that's, that's a, a that's, that was a th- that was a thing. He salted so, his way through through that suppose- many women. So yeah, supposedly he was uh him and his wife had gone back they go way back until like his college years or whatnot, and she found out he was cheating on her and oh, excellent found out that he was cheating on her and in the most savage and like applaud worthy move of all time, she wow. decided I'm going to grab all these girls and all their numbers in Victor's phone. And I'm going to text them all in a group chat and let them know that I know that oh. Victor's cheating. Ooh, oh, savage yes. move. Savage. Yes. So, like, I, I would I would really be entertained by uh, the fallout of that one. Victor Cruz dating podcast. Yes. Yes. That the lady, lady's got stones. Good for her. Good Fair for enough. Her. Yeah, no, granted. Yeah. Respect. Respect. I, li- I like it. I like it. So, 
let's jump into it, boys. We got uh, let's do it. the wild card weekend was, as we said, wild. exciting, fun, um, some surprises, and then some surprises in other ways, like the right team won, but the way they won was surprising as hell. Um, first and foremost, Seahawks at the Niners. This was plus nine and a half. Uh, to begin, and yeah, already bang bang Niner gang. That ain't bang, bang, Niner gang. Here we go. Purdy was uh, pretty pretty. <laughs> John wrote it, and and I I agree with you. I can hear the joy coming from your eighteen your to thirty three thirty two three TDs. McCaffrey looked fresh. You know, they also great. DK dude. DK Metcalf is a stud and is gonna waste away in Seattle for the rest of the his prime, which is sad. Um, he just signed a contract extension this off season, this past off season. Yeah, <laughs> that's very sad for for uh, other teams. He could have been so so much better and so much more of a story. He'd be considered a top five wide wide receiver if he wasn't playing with Geno Smith. But that's that's neither here nor there. You know, 49ers took care of business and did what they had to do Saturday Saturday afternoon. And I don't think this one was really in doubt. You know, no, the uh, halftime it was seventeen to sixteen. And it, which was a little shocking, but I think you, you know, you said, all right, maybe they'll make a little bit of an adjustment at halftime. Although Peyton, Peyton Manning would argue that he shit all over that idea. There's no such thing as a fucking (laughs) halftime adjustment. There's all we do is eat oranges and take a piss and go back, go back out there. But well, even Eli was like, yeah, we're in the locker room for like three minutes. Like, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. No, but Um, no, I I get what you're saying. No, they, they came out on fire. And like I wrote, Brock Purdy just unleashed hell, and they pretty much didn't look back. I mean, the Niners did what the Niners do. They keep winning. And can anyone slow this guy down? Because, you know, I mean. He even rushed for a touchdown. I love uh, it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Four, four TDs. I mean, we all said, like, at a certain point, we're all like, oh, hey, like, if he can just manage, if if he can just manage the game and this and that, and, like, it's coming out that this kid is not only not like managing the game, but he's also winning them. Right, he's winning he's, these like, games. At this point. He's not Mister Irrelevant. He's Mister Very Fucking Relevant, and I think it's it's amazing that yeah, no, he's that caught that Shanahan has been able to take him and just go, no, you'll be fine. Don't worry, I got you. I got you, bud. And it it's goes just, back to coaching matters. Coaching matters. coaching matters in the NFL more than any other sport. And I don't, I will argue till I'm dead that that's the fact because it is because well, development when, and play calling and play design is super important in the NFL. Right. But remember when we said, when, when this started, when this whole crap started, we all sat around and we were like, you know what? Brock Purdy's got the best arm on that roster. Like of all the guys on that roster. And we went through it and we were like, yeah, it's not Jimmy G. Uh, Trey Lance, maybe. But we were all like, you know what? Brock Purdy's got an arm. He can make all the throws. He can hit the out. Like, if he can just manage it and keep keep it clean, they have a shot. He's grown into that job. Like, that job is his, and you don't take it away from him at all at this point. Like, Oh, especially now getting a playoff it, win under your belt? Yeah, no, like... Like, he, like you can't yes, say the he, same thing for the other two starters. I mean, Jimmy G guesses one playoff games, but like Jimmy G has won playoff games in very different fashion for the most part. And so 
it's not it's it's just it's not the same like it just doesn't look the same under him that it does under Brock Purdy no it doesn't and the problem with Lance is he's been hurt so you don't know what you have but you do know what you have in Purdy so far right because you know one good game is an accident twice is okay three four five times in a row now it's like this guy's been like you said, he's it's been not managing bad teams. It's been he's good been teams. He's, he's managing games, but he's managing to win. And a game manager doesn't account for four touchdowns. Right. You know, a game manager uh, has one touchdown, two, two, two twenty-five. Yeah, one or two touchdowns, two hundred and thirty yards. You know, whatever. R- relies on the running game. Like that's not what they're doing here. He's fully involved in this offense. Right. And and like he's making it work. Like. It, uh, I mean, listen, they they beat. Listen, they they trounced on Tampa Bay, right? and this is the, since since December they beat Miami handily. Miami's not a bad team. Miami took Buffalo to the brink to the wire. If it wasn't for their fucking shithead coach smoking a fucking vape and not knowing what goddamn day it was. They might have <laughs> Miami might have beaten the Bills. We might be talking about an upset. So. Let's let's you know they dismantled the fucking you know to a certain extent they they didn't dismantle them but they handily handled and beat the Dolphins and Tampa Bay they made Tom Brady look stupid and silly which a lot of people have done Seattle they they looked good but not amazing Washington they looked strong Vegas you know was Vegas is not a bad team and so this is a rookie coming in and going I'm I'm gonna win I'm gonna I'm gonna be the reason we win more often than I'm the, than than anything else more than any other player. And that's huge. Like, you can't say that for any other rookie quarterback in a while. Like, maybe since Andrew Luck, you know, where you could say he's the reason they won games that they otherwise, with other quarterbacks on their roster, probably would have lost or at least not been nearly as competitive as they were. Yeah, it seems like they threw him right in. We're like, listen, we're on a roll. We're on a roll here. Don't fuck it up. Right. You got to keep this thing going. And he's like, okay. I got you. Right. I mean, I can't disagree with you guys. Like the way, any way you look at it, like he's come out and he's legitimately gotten better as every week he's gotten better and he's looking more crisp. He's more comfortable. Like John said, it goes back to the coaching. Shanahan has taken this kid and made him look like an elite freaking quarterback. So yes, the talent's there, but th- there's a lot to be said. There's a ton to be said for the hell of a job that uh, Kyle Shanahan has put together here. Yeah, and yeah, agreed. Coaching, like just just a quick look at the numbers here. Um, two touchdowns versus the Dolphins. Yeah, so at least two touchdowns in every game. Three in the last two games. Um, never thrown more than one pick. 60% completion percentage. I mean, for a rookie, that's pretty good. You know, he's averaging what he averages 67% completions in the regular season. I mean, and he threw for 1300 yards in what? One, two, three, four, five, six games. Like that's pretty good. You know, yeah. I, they, they literally just handed this guy the ball and was like, yep, take us to the promised land. They're like, okay. And he's doing it. So I have two questions about the 49ers now after this game that I want your takes on. And 
I think hot it's take. interesting. So it's hot, sizzling, lukewarm, or cold takes. Do we think now that the 49ers are now, and I think I know the answer to this question, do we think now the 49ers are no longer a, a destination for Tom Brady in the offseason? Um, no. Number one. And I think the answer is no. I agree with you. I think it's that's the ship. That why, ship to, why, to, why take that on? Why? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Why take that exactly. on? And, and number two, and more importantly, what do the 49ers do with, with both Garoppolo and Lance? Did they keep both of them? Who is on, who is on the roster in the quarterback room next year? I think One, Lance two, is or probably... all three of the guys in the room. No, Garoppolo's gone. I think Lance will I... still be there. Right. You keep Trey Lance. You invested way too much capital in that kid to to see him gone. Right. They dra- um, they moved up to draft him. So right. doesn't it looks a little foolish. <laughs> it does, but you know it what does. though? It's they're in the Zach Wilson hellhole of well, he's our guy. You know, he's under contract for two more years. You know, he doesn't make a ton of money. He he he's only a ten million dollar cap hit. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think comparatively, like you can, you can probably still get compensation for Jimmy G. You can still get somebody who's going to end up being a, a a contributor, if not a starter, on your defense or on your special teams out of Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You, you you flip him, like you flip him, or or you try to you try to get something for him in the off season. Lance is still raw. You can develop him into something. Does Brock Purdy become the guy going forward? Maybe, but I like the options of Trey Lance and Brock Purdy together going forward more so than I like Jimmy G going forward for that team. Actually, I'm sorry. You don't have to trade him at all. Jimmy G is a free agent. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. Yep. Oh, so then, so then, yeah. Why would you resign the motherfucker like that? Forget that, then. Like, it come, that's money straight off. I thought the book. he was. That's I thought his deal up. was. Oh no, it was restructured to end. I this will, year. That's right. I will. I will post it in our little chat in this little thing here. But just, just to confirm, I'm not losing my mind, which is is entirely possible. <laughs> but we could look at that. But yeah, he signed a one year contract. Six point five guaranteed with an av- with a salary of with you know roster bonuses and workout bonuses blah 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 <clears throat> for yeah. one year for one year oh yeah unrestricted free agent so then, yeah. and he has a and he has a no trade clause this year and a no tag clause for twenty three so they can't even franchise him. Oh, they wouldn't though that they they're gonna they wouldn't I, because I, that's someone on much. that roster like Debo. Or Kittle, I think they're. I think Debo's Debo, up. No, Debo just resigned a. Uh, see, Debo in the offseason signed a deal as well. Hold on, he signed a three-year, seventy-one point five million dollar deal in this offseason. So cool. We know who the Raiders' quarterback is going forward. Mm, possibly. So, because remember, I said because I remember we were just talking about DK how he signed a, a deal. They signed similar right. contracts. Debo and DK signed similar. He they got the same. Debo got it first, and then DK signed basically the same deal. The three year seventy and change million dollar yeah, deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. that's, that, that sounds familiar now. 
So yeah, so he already Debo's base salary this year was less than a million bucks, but he got five and a half million dollars in bonuses. So like you know next, but then next year his base goes up. Uh, what do you call it? Then he still got bonuses. Twenty four is the big money year for twenty million, which got to look to see if they cut him or not. Right. But whatever, that's three years from two years. That's a year from now. But yeah, Debo's under contract. Kittle, I'm not too sure. Actually. Yeah, I just thought about it. the Kittle is under contract until 26. He's an unrestricted free agent. So they have 23, 24, 25 are all. They could probably cut him. They would probably they could cut him in 25 or 26. The big contract coming up for them. <clears throat> the big contract coming up for them is Nick Bosa. Right. Yeah, did they? He's, he they just did his one, two, three, four. They did his fifth year option, seventeen mil, right? Yep, That's for next year, and then he's a then he's a fifth year. What do you call yeah, free exactly. unrestricted next year? Right. So there you go. Sorry about that sidetrack, but you know, no, 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 that, that, no you got to get important conversations gotta, while we're on the Forty no, ers No, well, you got to look at it because, like you said. Is no Tom Brady's not coming here. You don't. Why would you take on that? I wouldn't. Yeah, no. You have two quarterbacks. You have. You definitely have one that's shown so far he's capable in Purdy. And the biggest thing is Purdy is cheap. Cheap. Very cheap. Now he's he's only got a four-year deal, right? As a non-first-round pick, right? But but okay. But look at his salary. Oh, it's nothing. His, he makes his, less. He makes. I think I saw an article today that he makes less in the year. I think it's nine hundred thousand than Brady would most likely make per game. Yeah, I believe it. He like makes, if Brady he, got fifteen mil a year. That would be less. Like so. Would, so next. So next year, if he's on next year on the team, his base is eight seventy thousand, eight hundred and seventy thousand, with a twenty thousand dollars signing bonus. He literally has. No cap hit to them at all. Why you? This is their time. If he's going to be their starter, you got three years, including next year through twenty-five, to get to get something done where you could basically blow it out and you don't have to pay the quarterback. Yep. Yeah. Uh, A non-Rams-like situation. The opposite of what the Rams basically have right now. I mean, theoretically, like (laughs) that. That's a that's smart management. That's John Lynch and the rest of the runoff. I mean, he's also a seventh fair. round pick. So, like, fair. you know, you're not paying these – you're not paying your literal Mr. Irrelevant big bucks. Like, he got a four-year, $3 million deal. Oh, granted. But there is something to be said for their scouting department and getting somebody who's that With value. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Value. yeah how, how, did, how did all these teams miss this guy? Is is my question. I mean, I know he played at Iowa yeah. State, but like, you know, it's it's one of but those he things. Wasn't where... Bad at Iowa State, he right. That's what I always like. I went back and looked at the stats and his in his highlights, and I was just like, oh, he you was know, decent. Like he should have been I'm a fourth sure or fifth so round pick at worst. Like that's right. what I didn't understand. I was like, how did this guy fall to the fucking seventh round? I'm just yeah. curious. I, I'll see if I can find his like draft profile, like. You know, like what? Mel, what is Mel Kiper grade? Not even that, but just like the scouting. Like, what was what were they yeah. saying about him? Like, let's see. Yeah, they had him as an undrafted free agent. Like, let's see. 
Major. Did Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay shit all over him? Is what I want to know. I'm just on ESPN. I'm on ESPN. I'm on NFL. They said weakness. Forget the strengths because whatever. But the weaknesses they said were pocket setup lacks quickness. Field blinders rob him of the big play. Delivery is labored. Lacks timing to beat NFL quarters corners outside the numbers. Shies away from tight window throws. Ball needs to come out sooner on deep ball shots. And confidence and consistency have been issues. Not for nothing. So none of those sound like none he lacks those... the raw talent to play the position right. at right. all. He Four just years, doesn't have this. Well, so here's the strengths. Four-year starter, different quarterback when he finds rhythm, makes way through progression, strong hands for pump fakes to move defenders, generally accurate between the numbers, confident throwing over linebackers and in front of safeties, good toughness and anticipation as a runner, and willing to dive to move the chains. So, like, they didn't say he was terrible, but, like, you know – but I, I don't know. Is do we see that as he's throwing, like as he's, I don't know, as he's as we see him play? I have no idea. I don't. I don't see that. I see a guy who steps, who has good footwork, who knows where he's going with the ball, and fucking steps up in the pocket and delivers strikes. I mean, he, he had ten thousand yards in in college. You know, that's right. not so, nothing. I mean, he, I mean, I think the problem. I think, and I, this is a big picture sort of opinion I've had for a long time. This is something like the Jets are, and Woody Johnson specifically, are prisoners of the fucking moment more than anything else when it comes to drafting and scouting quarterback talent. Tim is, Tebow has entered the chat. Tim, 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 <laughs> Brett Favre has entered well, they, the well, chat. They signed, well, they, they signed him to make a splash in the offseason, and look how that turned out. Right. My what my what my point is is that the Jets lack what a lot of teams do is they see the pizzazz of a, of the guy in college, but they don't factor or at least they don't value experience. They don't value the fact that like listen, three and four year starters in in college, it matters. Like it's not the end all be all. Obviously, guys who start two years, you know, and but. There is something to be said. The guy that has some raw talent and has started four, three or four years in college, right? Maybe they redshirted and started three, three or four years. There's value in that in maturity, in full, fully developed brain and being in the game for an extra year or two, actively playing and not just sitting on the sidelines with a clipboard, not giving a crap and, and playing like in a major power five conference. Like, listen, you, you, know, you take the guy from, you know, from no name division three. Yeah. Okay. That's not the same, but like you take a guy that's at, you know, Ole Miss who started three years. Yeah. Maybe he got his ass kicked by Alabama and LSU every year in Georgia, but you know what? He played in the sec for three years. That guy's going to be a good, that guy's going to be a gritty good starter and have really developed his talent and tried if you, you know, if he really had the talent, there's value in that. And I hate the fact that teams don't. Yeah. And I hate the fact that teams just don't value that anymore. I feel like, and look at the jets have drafted a bunch of guys in the last 10 years who didn't fucking start more than a a teen, high teen number of games, you know, 15 games, 17 games. That's it. You need a guy that started 25, 30, 35 games in their college career. Minimum. Yeah. Brock Purdy was what? A three year starter at Iowa state. Four Four year. Four year, four year starter at Iowa State. So, yeah, like, and and that's Big Twelve. That's legit running up against Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A and M at the time. Um, 
right? What, Missouri, Missouri, West Virginia. Like that's not geez. nothing. Baylor, like, that's Baylor. Right. Yeah, that's like, like getting the score run up on you. Guess what? You're going to be throwing forty times a game. You know, right, right. Yeah. times <laughs> ten. Four hundred passes, a pass attempts a year, probably or close to it. Te- Texas Tech, yeah. Like he did doubt. Like he was running shoot. Like right. There's a difference between a guy who throws, you know, who's thrown twelve hundred passes in his career, and a guy who's thrown two thousand passes in his career. Like. Sure. That is a lot of more experience, right? Well, and, and and I also think like, kudos to Kyle Shanahan for being like, "Hey, I'm going to get a kid from the Big Twelve who's been in an air raid system, who's thrown the ball like you said two thousand times, and hey, he he probably knows how to get the ball out quick. He knows how to play my type of system, and he just happened to fall to the seventh round. Like, kudos to him for for having a like a game plan going into it knowing who to find you know what i mean like well at that point they're just course. taking you know they're taking the guy then who's the best player left on their board you know because don't forget their their board extends well beyond seven rounds and you know because there's oh, sure. undrafted free but, agents that they're calling literally that night next day and and signing oh, sure. to practice squad deals and shit so yeah you know sure but there there's like kudos to the front office for being like this guy's a fit you know what i mean and being like this guy will mesh well with like you could have cut the guy in training camp but they they knew they had something at the very least in case shit hit the fan they knew they had something where the guy was going to be manageable should trey lance get hurt or not pan out should jimmy g get hurt which he did like to be honest both guys were injury prone so like they had to have a third option Right, they had to. No, I I agree. I agree. But moving on from this, uh, Niners advance to the divisional round. They'll host bang, Dallas bang. next go. week. Um, yeah, bang bang Niner gang, please for the love of God save us from the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> oh, save us, Jesus, please. Um, Jesus, take the wheel. On the other side of it, hats off to Gino. Um, he had a damn good season, like. If we're going to do good. a requiem for the, the Seahawks, it's like Gino had himself a year. Like you said, DK is wasting away over there, but that dude, that dude can straight up ball. Well, like, I'm, I'm saying he's wasted away only because like, I don't think, I don't think he's going to get a better season from, from Gino Smith than he did this year. Like, I think this is the peak season of Gino Smith's career. And my assumption is that, it ain't getting better than this. It's 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 only downhill from here, and which is sad, but I think that that's the case. It's possible. I would be I would be extremely extremely um, shocked, but elated for Geno Smith if he's able to pull another ridiculous. If he if he closely approximates the season next year, I would be very happy for him as well. Right, that that that's my point. Like, if he's able to pull something off like this, where he's able to, God, essentially pull it off and essentially become like some big time huge. Well, not I would I'll, I'll say it like that. That's that's unfair. But he's if he's able to become like a top twelve, top fifteen quarterback and maintain like a three thousand yard, four thousand yard like season. And throw for twenty-two touchdowns, twenty-five touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Like that—that's a great year for him. Like, mm-hmm. right? I agree. 
Just stick it to the Jets more. It's fine. I mean, (laughs) I I have faith that I don't think it's over. Like, I I think that this this wonderful wonderful story that we got from Geno Smith, I don't think it's over. No, probably not. Probably not. I don't think it'll get. I don't think it'll be that great, but no. But I think he. I think he gives himself. He bought himself another year, at the very least. Like he bought himself another year, and he bought himself time. Right. Rightfully so. I agree. So. Alrighty. So moving on, we time to talk we... about the game of the weekend. Uh. Was it the yeah. game? Yeah. The D- depending on who you're a fan of. But <laughs> you got Chargers who are minus two and a half against those feisty, feisty Pesky. Jacksonville Jaguars. Best Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, no, John wrote it. It's damn true. There are not enough ther- therapists in the world to talk Chargers fans off the ledge after this one. Rightfully um, so. Brandon Staley is going to join uh, what's his face, Cliff Kingsbury in Thailand. Oh, he's yeah. He's got to be getting his. Uh, he's got to be getting his jaws off in, t- in Bangkok right now. I'll be honest uh, with you. If they were gonna fire him, I feel like they would have done it already. Yeah, I'm surprised. I yeah, guess they're maybe they're that. not. I don't, I don't think they, they are. should. They absolutely should. I mean, like, it's it's a gut. Listen, it's a it's a gut reaction. Do we think that? You, let me ask you the real question. Do we think the Chargers were going to go any further than the divisional round this year? No, no, but God, but God but damn, that's you not a can't way to blow go. A twenty-seven point lead, Jesus Christ! Bingo. And, win, Bingo. and win the turnover by five nothing. I agree. I do. I agree. But I think what the what the Chargers front office is looking at is saying: number one, who are we going to get instead? Which is always an important calculus. Well, that, that, is, that is that is the replacement. Question. Who the fuck is getting? Who are we getting instead? And is it any better or worse than than Brandon Staley? And number two, continuity for for Justin Herbert. Continuity of offense is always good for a young quarterback. And number three, like where were we legitimately going this year anyway? I don't want to make a gut gut reaction and say this is a fireable offense for something that happened like in a in a small sample size. I still think that was a a cardinal sin of what they did, but. I don't think you're going to get him fired over that one one bad basically half of football. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just another one where they fired Anthony Lynn for bad losses and blowing games, and the trend just seems to continue, and it doesn't make any sense. Like maybe they're just trying to not be reactionary. I don't disagree. I wouldn't be shocked if they fired him, but mm-hmm. I also don't think like. I, I don't think Anthony Lynn deserved to get fired either. Like I think right. true. I would agree. So I don't know. I, I, I just I don't know what these with these coaches and these front offices what the what the story is. But how you have a, a turnover differential at that level and you somehow you how do you lose the game is literally five beyond me. Four four picks and one fumble and I mean, like, Lawrence could not play any worse in the first half. And the fact that he was able to not continue to shit himself in the second half is by itself a testament to him and his and his, you know, grittiness and, and how strong of character that man is. Like that by himself, it's like that's a real man. Like to sit there and say, Yeah, I shit the bed and we should be down, you know, and we're down 
multiple scores and we should be down 47 to nothing at this point. And the fact that we're not is actually kind of lucky, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like teams like I wrote it in the thing. I'm not sure if it was the playoffs or just in NFL history in general, but teams with a minus five turnover differential or worse were 0 and 19 coming into the game. So if you turn the ball over five times or more, you were losing. Like yeah, as rightfully so. <laughs> right. You can't throw four interceptions and recover. It's very hard. Like, and, and I don't know. They how how? Like they just is it one of those things where, like, you know, we t- we joked about halftime adjustments. Like, you can't tell me that the Chargers are just like, all right, we got this. Like, 27 no. points is a lot, but, like, that is four touchdowns. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, if you allow four touchdowns in a row, like, of course, like, you know. they You should lose the game. Like, there's you that's, should lose that's the game. excessive. Like, that's an unfathomable, like, I can't come back from this. That's four drives where it ends in a touchdown, not counting, you know, any defensive whatevers, but or special I, teams, yeah. I just, yeah, exactly. You know, I can go off a turn or whatever, but you know, this, this, this comeback was the third largest in NFL history and the largest in Jags franchise history. Like, are you kidding me? And mm-hmm. you can't blame Asante Samuel jr. For not trying. He had three of those four picks. Yeah. Eh. Off the, off the street, basically. And was like, uh, I'm gonna basically try to single-handedly win this, win this game for my new team. Pretty and- much. Well, I remember it was I think it was Kevin texted us in the group chat when they went for two when they were down. Was it down four after that? Whatever, going right. for two, brought them down two. Like that's a that's a play to win. That was ballsy. That was so yep. ballsy. You, but it was you, you coach to win the game, and that that was the call. Like. Way to go, Herman. It worked on. out. Like, yeah, because you're setting yourself up. What are you gonna do? You're setting yourself up for the win, not the tie. Right. I but, mean, it's I mean, just, yeah, it's, no, you're right. I don't know, man. Like, it, it was. Oof. You're rooting for the it, wrong Florida team there, Kev. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, I don't anticipate them doing well this week in Kansas City, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but better than the fucking Dolphins. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wrote it in the thing. You'll see when we get to it. Like, you know, the Chiefs should win this game, but like the Chiefs also decide not to play sometimes. So I, I don't know. I will say, though, like I am happy. Like, ultimately, I am happy for um, Trevor Lawrence. He did have his moment. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he had. I think I wrote it in the chat with you guys. Like, he gave us the full early Peyton Manning experience on what Saturday was it right? Um, yes. He had four first half interceptions. They all went like you said. This uh, three of them went to Santi Samuel Jr. And then he comes Amazing. out and he essentially fucking wins you the game. You know what I mean? Like so. Oh, yeah. it, it's it was that was, some, the, that was just some was, Jekyll and Hyde shit. I just I mean, yeah, there's no, no other was, way to really look at it. it. Was like that was a game that. Like they, it was like it was two different games, two different teams. Like it was two different sets of teams playing. It was just it wasn't the same. It was amazing to watch. It was it really was. It was the best. I never times, thought I would you know, see something like that, especially in the, the playoffs. Times, the fucking worst of times. <laughs> like it yeah, was. Well, there you go. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like I, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? Like this, 
this is what it is. Like John wrote it. Like they drank MJ secret stuff from Space Jam. They came out firing in the second half. Kudos to Doug Peterson, man. Secret like stuff. It, 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 it was true, cool man. Hell. But and also kudos to Marissa Lawrence for for doing damn the doing the right thing there. Uh, essentially got her man. Be did you guys hear about that? Like after no. the game. She, after the game, Marissa Lawrence took the whole offensive team and she reached out and before the game was over, called Waffle House in oh, Jacksonville. And she made a reservation and called him and said, you know what? We're, we're, we're going to win this game. So we're going to come out and I'm going to need you guys to stay open so that my <clears throat> husband and his That's boys awesome. can pretty much get him I didn't know she I knew they went I didn't know she called and it was like hey fam she called she called ahead and made reservations at Waffle House I love it that's the most that's the most Jacksonville thing I think I've ever heard in my life it is it is but that's also the most ride or die confident in your man type of move ever where you called ahead and we're like we're gonna fucking win so it's fine I got it I like it I like it. Let's do it. Kudos to her. Uh, they're not going to get past the Chiefs, but kudos to her for, you know. They might. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Whatever. We'll, nah, we'll talk about it, but I don't think so. <laughs> like, I was like, uh, I don't know. Nah, about we'll, that, talk, man. We'll, we'll talk about it. But um, That's a joke, right, John? <laughs> yeah. I You're see, not serious. You know Surely what it is? Serious. It's just sometimes. The Chiefs like stub their toe on in games where it's like, what are you doing? And Jacksonville's like hot, hot off of this win. Like, I'm not saying that they're gonna win, but like, it wouldn't surprise me if the game's closer than what you know. Like, kind of like how was it? Um, this next game, what we're gonna talk about, was way closer than what the spread was. Like, I think next week the spread is eight and a half. Like, I can honestly see it being like a three point game. I love the fact I inside baseball, everybody, that we had talked about in the group chat. John was like, Kevin, you got the Miami rundown. Okay. Like, you, you got it. I don't have to, I'm not going to write anything. I'm just, you, you got it, right, dude? Right, right, fam. And I was like, oh, I jumped in and said, well, I have some things to say. We, I watched the whole game for the most part. And, and John was like, "No, no, Kevin's got it." And and here we are <laughs> on the recording. I'm just so, gonna mute myself and just let him go. Yeah, I'm just gonna shut like, the fuck up and. Uh, oh, oh man, that was that was right into the mic. That was beautiful. It was everything I wanted. Mm. God the bless agita, you, son. The agita and the fucking aggravation of watching this team. Um, I. Full disclosure, I watched this game with Arthur, and we were getting texts from John while this game was going on. <laughs> and John was periodically checking in to making sure I wasn't fucking dead yet. You good, bro? But, uh, yeah, yeah like, like, a, like a good friend. I, I well, appreciate well, this it. Check. No, 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 yeah, to, uh, no to everybody in the chat, he was not okay. <laughs> there, there was... I Narrator sitting, comes on. He was not okay. <laughs> no, I remember at one point looking over at Artie while we were fucking building couches, 
and looking over at living him like best life. Yeah, living our best life. And I remember looking at him and I'm like, You're not serious. Like there's surely no way you can't be serious. You surely you can't be serious. There's no way Skylar fucking Thompson is the guy who's gonna win you the playoff. I believe the term was there's my no. mouth is a gape right now. Yes, my, my mouth, mouth was a gape. <laughs> oh man. I, I was staring at the Stevie like there's there's no possible this isn't real. way. Like this there's there's none. And it sucked more because we got so fucking close. Yeah, it would have been better like, if you just got your like, ass kicked. Like you're right. I would have, I would have loved it if like, fucking lie to me, fucking lie to me, like lie to my face, just lie to me, lie to my face. Tell me, just tell me this, just, just, tell, just me tell me it wasn't our year, and I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like I would have gotten, I would have rather have gotten spanked forty-five to nothing. Then fucking come up, what was it? Three points. Yes. Yeah. Three point. Three points when we it never should have been that close to begin with. Like fair, fair enough. And like, and like, three points where it was like we had a shot at the end too. Like we openly had a shot with a couple minutes left. So it, it, it again, this is. Forgive me, folks. Forgive me, Belgium. But this is Give legit having your wife edge you for fucking 55 minutes and then the fucking the kid walks in. That's this it. This is exactly <laughs> what it is. The, co- the cock block of the century. She had yeah, it in no, her mouth and then the kid walked in. Yeah, thank you, John. That's exactly the line <laughs> I was looking for. That's exactly what it was. And What's mommy like, doing with that lollipop? Whoa! Yeah, no, like I, I was there, I was there, I was there, and then it suddenly it fucking, de- it, it, it fucking left. It deflated immediately. And I was like, yeah, no, and and like <laughs> you, you, you walk ar- you walk around in a stupor for about five minutes, and you're like, well, fuck, like now what? Like, and and I think that's the thing about this game now. Like, yes, it was a good season. Yes, fucking, we got to the playoffs. But now what? Like, so next year I'm gonna have to talk myself into, okay, two is coming back, maybe, maybe, okay, maybe he plays quarterback, maybe we get back. Okay, Mike McDaniel's gonna be my coach again. All right, vape, um, vape God. Yeah, like we all agree he was vaping, right? Like that's that's pretty much settled at this point. I right? mean, what else are you doing? <laughs> I mean, yes, he was vaping on. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm fucking saying that. He was vaping on the fucking sidelines. <laughs> and NFL fucking coaches. I mean, was it weed? I mean, that's really only a question. If it was tobacco, because he can't, if it was nicotine, because he can't fucking handle the pressure of the moment, then he's a bitch and I'm ain't. Like you know, like you know, like I just I, well, like, I don't I, know, man. But there's there's no there's no good answer to that. Like, Correct. hey, if, if he was smoking weed on the sidelines or vaping weed or, or dabbing on the sidelines, that's fucking terrible. If he's all, if he couldn't handle the pressure of a playoff game, that's fucking terrible. Like, there's no good answer to, hey, brud, what were you doing on the sidelines when I saw your hand indiscriminately go up and you were trying to conceal it? And like, right. I caught you. Like, 
Like that that's almost as bad as Mark Sanchez eating a fucking hot dog on the sideline trying to hide it. Like <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but like but like Is it though? No, it is. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but is. like that but like now I have to convince myself like this is the guy that's gonna lead me forward. This is the fucking guy that's supposed to get me a fucking Super Bowl at some point. Like correct. That's that's who I gotta trust now. And like correct. do I? No. no. Like no. Like I, right. I honestly don't trust this guy to get me there. Like, I'm, I don't. Like, I, in good faith and good conscience, I can't tell you that. Like, next year is going to be a better year. Like, n- like, it, it, it sounds like a bad song lyric where you're just sitting like, next year is going to be better than the last, and you're like, no. Like, <laughs> it's no. the Chicago Cubs uh, up until 2016. Yeah, oh, right. But like that that's where I'm at. I'm like not, okay, like great. Like the Chicago Dolphins. Uh, the Chicago, the Chicago Dolphins. Dolphins. <laughs> fucking, yeah. That'd be a the trip. Miami the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I, maybe I was the one hitting the fucking vape after seeing that fucking You wish you ending. were the Bears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean You know what? You know what? Honestly, the Bears might have a better fucking future than the Dolphins right now. Correct. <laughs> well, they have the first overall picks, so they have so, they have a boatload of picks as we have previously. They have a boatload of picks. They're probably going to get Will Anderson. They have a franchise quarterback that doesn't scramble his brains like a fucking listen. Casserole. Don't, don't yeah. fucking blame Tua for that shit. No, I don't. Like Tua is innocent. That that's the sad part. Tua is innocent, and he's just the unlike. He's the fucking un, unhappy and unwitting like recipient of the Mike McDaniel experience. Like that that's the reality of it. Like but like I feel more could have been done to hey, let's not kill our fucking franchise quarterback. But you know that You know what the worst part is too you don't even have a first round pick this year. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware. Oh, Sorry. We don't even. We don't even oh have a first God. round pick. You are. You're, you're for, you forfeited the first round pick because you were mean to uh, you were a uh, uh, Brian Flo- Brian Flores and. I, I, I like it? how you sh- um, I like how you sugarcoated that we were mean to Brian Flores. <laughs> I, I mean, I, listen. Whatever he if he says what is true is true, then sure you deserve to forfeit the pick. But you'll never know the truth, and of course, and apparently your owner was deciding to lose on purpose. So I don't know. I mean, do I believe all of if that? Brian Flores yes. has a legit if Brian Flores has a legitimate case? Listen, by all means, go for it. I yeah, I don't know. Literally, no one knows. No one do really I knows. Bo- do I believe all of that is true? Absolutely. Probably. Probably. Absolutely. Knowing, and there's like a 90% chance it's all true. Knowing my effing team, yes, I absolutely believe that. 10%, well, I told them to, well, I told them to lose, but I didn't really mean it. Yeah, okay. The 10% yeah, is that, or it's they're just so incompetent that they lost they still lost, even if they didn't mean to do it on purpose. That's literally the only room for error. Yeah, I'm I'm Possible. pretty I am pretty 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 damn confident that we went out and and pulled some some stupidity like that like yes and what do you say about that like this 
that's my franchise, man. Like that, that, that's all. I, I got nothing. Like that's the, my franchise. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's that. That's who they are. Like that. That's what I've I've given in, man. Like at this point, like that's... I thought I was, I thought I would be in like the depressive spiral, but I'm not anymore. Like well, I, I've reached. Welcome, I've, welcome to the club. Yes, yeah, I've reached the arty part of it where now i've reached fucking acceptance like do, acceptance. do we have do we have to rename the stages of grief after me because i feel like we keep doing this <laughs> no that, that, that that's what i'm saying like the stages of grief i like i, I i've reached new york jets level of grief at this point right just accept it and go fuck it I'm like yeah, the, right. the dolphins are a half step up from the jets let's be honest i don't bro no no i i think you guys have more more of a like positive future going forward i think you guys God. have like honestly like you guys get Brees hall back next year maybe no he'll be he, back he'll, no, be, he'll back. be back but, right we, but uh, okay hold on i mean listen I, I i ain't gonna fight you on it but like you know all right but you'll get you'll get Brees hall you'll probably get either jordan addison or freaking uh and jigba smith in the draft at 13, you'll probably see some sort of combination of some sort of veteran quarterback, like a Derek Carr or something like that. That That's a better spot than Miami Dolphins are in right now. The right, Miami Dolphins. But it's the still Miami, the Jets. Yes, but the Miami Dolphins have an offense. We've proven now the Miami Dolphins do not have. A defense. We can put up thirty. We're gonna lose by thirty-four. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, like that is the problem. You could you could compete off. You could you could exchange touchdowns, but when you need to stop, do you really have the confidence in the defense right. making that stop? And yeah, yeah, probably that, more times than not, no. And and that and comparatively, like the Jets have a defense. So yes. the Jets, yeah, and the, but like it's the, the same fucking song and dance too with the Jets. You, everything you said that's true about the Dolphins is true about the Jets' outlook. We don't have a competent offense. We just fired, fired, quote unquote, our offensive coordinator. We don't have a quarterback that we're confident in. We the quarterback that we were most confident in is probably not going to be on the roster next year. The second most competent quarterback we had on the roster it literally is a fucking thirty-eight-year-old statue, and the third, he'll, like, he'll so be gone I mean, too. he'll be gone too. He'll be gone, right, which will he'll that. also be gone too. Journeyman, you know, backup extraordinaire will probably be a quarterback coach in two years, like you know, or in, an analyst in some fucking Baltimore, you know, radio station, one hundred six, the fan, whatever it is down there. I forget. Hey, shout out to B more, um, but you know, <laughs> shout out to my you know B more C more people. Um, Get your get your breakfast at Miss Shirley's. It's the best on the on the block. Um, you know it's Seymour Seymour. My goodness, it's true. You can always be more. Oh lord, we had a lot of those stupid taglines. Anywho, um, yeah, I I mean we could debate this so we're blue in the face, but like I think the Dolphins have a more better outlook than the Jets, but you know we could debate that. So, but that's not important right now. Playoff, playoffs. No, playoff yeah, right. we we it's fun debate for another time. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
Phil's moved forward. Um, Jill's will. Yeah, but, but I'm going to be honest with you. The Bills shattered my confidence in them. Oh, yeah. Chiefs. Because Chiefs this should have been. This should have been. I'm going to be honest. Even the Bengals, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. This game shouldn't have been this close. No, it shouldn't have. I made the no, joke about resting starters at halftime. Like, that, you know, <laughs> this it shouldn't have been like this. It should not have been this close. And Josh Allen has sometimes just bad turnovers. You, you know, he's got a lot of interceptions this year. A lot of fumbles. A, a lot of fumbles too. A lot of fumbles too. Like I, people have not taken him to task this year for his turnovers. Like he got real sloppy this year compared to last year, and and I think a lot more needs to be said about that. And it's not being said. And I, I you know, I, what what else can you say? I just I don't think. No, I, they're not as good as they were last year, and I don't think they're going to be back in the AFC Championship game, if you ask me. And if uh, they are, they're yeah, getting I smoked. I, I agree with Arthur uh, and and John. I mean, I think that the Bills, that, that confidence level is gone at this point. Like, I can't, in good faith, after seeing what we saw, I can't say that, like, I believe in them. And the turnovers and the interceptions and the fumbles are a problem like they they are becoming more and more commonplace and more and more frequent in that offense and i don't like the fact that you're now letting the dolphins with skylar thompson score 30 fucking points on you 31 points on you that that says a lot with a third string quarterback that says a hell of a lot mm-hmm. right I mean, he didn't look bad, and Skyler Thompson actually, I think, was was more competent than I thought he would be. But like, no, you, he you can't still, let that happen. No, 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 agreed. You can't let Skyler that happen. Thompson, right? Considering how he played against the Jets the week before, that was insane. That was absolutely insane to watch. Like, it was like, who the fuck? Like, is the is? I mean, but listen, the Jets beat the Bills this year. The Bills are gettable. They are they are a hot and cold gettable not formidable team anymore and it's it's very apparent no granted but like but including the got no go ahead kevin go ahead i think the argument that is to be made and i think the argument that um that john is probably will pose and and that you yourself will pose is now is not the time to be fucking around and being hot and cold like now is not the time for you to be fucking around with we're hot and we're cold and we're being inconsistent. Like you have to be on all cylinders now. Like there, there's no argument now. No, like he had this year, including the playoff game in Miami with Miami, he had 15 fumbles. And I mean, he lost only one, two, three. He only lost, he lost five of them, but that's 15 fumbles. You know, not to bring up the giants quarterback, but when Danny dimes did it, that, you know, the world was ending, and no one talks about Josh Allen fumbling Man, when, like that. When Zach Wilson throws, you know, when Zach Wilson fumbled the ball a lot, and when, you know, other rookie and, and second-year and third-year quarterbacks fumbled, they people are ready to chip pounce on them and say, oh, it's not the guy. It's not the guy, you know, like. He has, honestly, I just looked at this in his career. He has 52 fumbles. It's a lot. Jesus but that you Christ. get that with – I mean, compare that to like Lamar Jackson. Compare that to other running, 
scramble no, I, pocket, non-pocket present quarterbacks. You know, that's not atypical because they are runners and they, they are moving around in the pocket and they're not they're not just tucking and falling on the ball, but it's a lot. It's not that's what you get with those types of quarterbacks. And that's always the con of of it's always the drawback on them is like you can't trust them to hold on to the football because they're just gonna they're gonna scramble and try to throw it and look down the field and they're not gonna see the guy coming up behind them on the on the blind side. Right. No, you're right. It it, it feels excessive. Like that 52 is a lot. Like no matter how you you want to spend yeah, that's it. over like, a four-year career, but still that's a five-year career, but it's averaging 10 a year. Yeah, that that's excessive to me, but I don't know. Yes, it is. But I just I don't trust I don't trust the Bills. I don't trust the Bills as much because just like how I said, the Chiefs sometimes play down to their competition. So do the Bills, and this isn't a Demar Hamlin hangover thing. No, not at that point. It can't be. Because I'm going to be honest with you, like as as good of a story that is, while they are playing, they're not thinking about him. Like, you know, they're not going into the snap. Like, you know, Josh Allen's not coming up to the line, and that's not across his mind. Like, no, it can't be. They're thinking about the next play, the right. next, the next reading. The that defense. gets you motivated for the. That gets you motivated in pregame. You know in the pregame huddle, but once the game, you know, once the clock starts, you're not thinking about anything that's going on in your personal life, you know, whatever. Like the, the bills, sometimes the bills do this too. They play down to their competition and they could listen, they could score with the best of them and they could go toe to toe. You saw it last year in Kansas city. If you don't like, if they would have gotten the ball one more time, maybe they would have won the game, but who knows? But Sometimes you just see them play down to the competition and they lose games where you're like, they probably shouldn't have lost that game. game. Yeah. They shouldn't, they they should have been a 14 win team this year. They were too talented, you know, to, to lose more than two or three games this year. And, you know, they, they want, they lost more than that. And, and, and they honestly did not look good in so many of their wins this year. It was just like, who is this team? What are they all about? Like, what is this, you know, what is this ultimately going to look like when they get to the playoffs? And now that we're here, we're like, Ooh, do we really fully trust this team? I don't, you know? Right. That's no, I mean, hard. It's hard to. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things where like, and I think you guys said it best. Like they play down to the competition, but they bring a lot of the shit with them. And it's I don't know. It, it's not trustworthy. Like you guys said, it's just not. I think it, it runs at this point like you got to say and you can't even say like, what does this run through Kansas City at this point? Because we need to see what Kansas City brings. You know what I mean? But Kansas I don't know. City man. brings experience and pedigree at this point and a co- coaching staff that you trust. And it's not that you can't say that about um, about Buffalo, but it's like they just don't have the same level of experience that Kansas city does in going to the super bowl. Like they've, okay, they've made a run, but that's, it's one run. Like that's it. You know, it's not like it's anything fantastically comparable to what the chiefs have done. And so it's a whole different ball game at that level. And I listen, I trust the Bengals as much as I trust the bills right now coin flip right at this point that's i was gonna say that too when we get to the Bengals game 
honestly. Same, they're basically the same team at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can see that. I can agree with that. But moving on from this clusterfuck that was uh, Bills and, and Dolphins. <laughs> um, yeah. G-Man. The G-Man. Take it away, bud. Go for it. I'll be honest Johnny. with you. When, Go when, ahead, the, when when the Vikings went down on the opening drive and scored, I was just like, "Oh God, here we go." Oh, here we go. Yeah. And and then the Giants came right down and scored again. I was like, "Okay, here we go." Like it it just it just showed that like, all right, we we don't necessarily we're not we're not we're here to play. We're not here just because we're happy to be here. Um, and honestly, as the game went on, I know I wrote this down, but I know as the, as the game went on, it felt like whoever was going to have that first turnover was going to lose because anytime each, either team had the ball, they just went right down the field and scored pretty much, or they forced a three and out. Like Defense it was all or nothing. Option. It really was like, it just, it just felt like, all right, we're going to score a touchdown here. All right, they're going to score a touchdown and just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And to be honest with you, that big play tackling Jefferson you know, at the one, even though they scored anyway, but like, I feel like if Jefferson would have gotten into the end zone, I feel like the, that kind of made the game, changes the game a little bit. Completely different. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like in but, the first half too, like I felt like Jefferson caught the ball, but like, wasn't doing do much. real damage. Well, they, like it was they, like, okay, they held him in check. They shut him down. They did. And something, it, this goes back to way back, way, way, way back to when the bills played, the Giants in the Super Bowl, you know, wide left or whatever. Um, I remember, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember watching the documentary about that Super Bowl and Bell, Bill Belichick, who was the the, the co- defensive coordinator for the Giants at the time, said to the team, "He's like, we can't stop both of them, meaning Andre Reid and um, Thurman Thomas. Right. He's like." If we let Thurman Thomas run for 100 yards, we could stop Andre Reid. So basically it was like, we're going to shut down Justin Jefferson, but TJ Hawkinson is going to have a big day. We just got to keep him out of the end zone. And that's pretty much what they did. Pretty much. Right. He's going to yeah, get he's, his He's going to get his catches. He'll get his like, catches and his yards, but as long as we keep him out of the end zone and we shut down Jefferson, we have a shot. And that's what they did. And that's what they did. Yeah. And they, they played that plan to perfection. They played zone pretty much the whole game, which it was driving me insane. But yeah, no, they, it's, a, it's like it's like chunk yardage, chunk yardage, chunk yardage. But they kept Jefferson out of the end zone. They kept Jefferson under, I think it was 50 yards. I think he only had 47 yards. Yeah. And I believe you are right. You know, Wink Martindale showed why he's probably one of the best coordinators in the business. He he knows his players. He knows what they're capable of. And the proof is in the pudding. I mean, listen, on that last play, Hawkinson caught that ball five yards short of the first down. And McKinney just took him out, and I, that was it. You were like, "Oh, hey, stopping him!" Right, they stopped it fourth great. and eight. It was a three-yard pass. Hey, listen, but the listen, the real uh, hero, star of the game, whatever. It you you can't deny it. It was, Dan, it. it was yeah. it was Daniel Jones, three hundred and one yards, two touchdowns, and he ran for seventy-eight yards. Like he just couldn't be stopped, and Carried you know, the ball seventeen times. Like you look, you look and you he go was like their best that's... running back of the day, like by right. far. And you look and you go like, wow, that's why they drafted him. Maybe Gettleman was onto something, you know, like, you know, listen, uh, yeah. it, the, the past is the past. It is what it is. But like, you just, you see the talent there. He's comfortable in this system, whether Dayball wanted him to start begin the season or not. You know what? 
they're in bed together and they're they're on their way to the divisional round. Like you can't it is right, what it can't is. Deny it. Can't deny it at this point. You know, I listen, even though they were still ahead, I I I thought they were gonna lose when Slayton dropped that ball. Oh, that was that was that was yeah, that, that was honestly. I I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then they had the roughing the passer call. That was terrible. That was which still, like literally the guy has him call. Oh my god. The guy has him in the grasp while he's still holding the ball. What is he supposed to do? Like I, that's the problem I have. Like I, I I'm not against like quarterback safety and like being more Oh, but if the ball's gone and you can't hit like, him, can't, fine. But yeah, like you can't. I know. The guy the same literally thing with roughing the kicker. They they like and and roughing the the and, and and yeah roughing the kicker. It's the same principle. Like the guy's launching himself. Yes, he can he can direct where he's launching himself. But at some point, if his foot is he flying in the air, Superman, and his right foot because he's going across the body at an angle, his right foot hits the guy in the chest. You can't call roughing like a roughing the kicker. Same principle right. with roughing the quarterback. Like the guy's got the ball and he's got it here. He's fuck and he's like he's not cocked and ready to throw it. Yeah, if he's throwing the ball and it's like out of his fingertips almost, and then he launches himself to tackle, that's a different story than right. the, the guy's got the ball in his hand. Like, do you not want him to try to tackle? He was him? Liter- like, come on. Literally in the grasp, and the ball was was coming out, but was still in his hands. That's not roughing the passer. Yeah, like, like come on. They have that expedited review. You should you should have them look at that and go like, and eh, that one was. You know, let's call that one back. Yeah, like that. That one flag up on that one, right? And what do you call it? Not it. Just at at that point, you're like, this could change the game because now it's you know, 15 yards, first down. Like, all right, now you got to start all over again. You got to reset, and now it's just one more. You're giving them one more chance, and sometimes that's all you need, especially with the weapons that they have on offense. So, I mean, it ended up working out. Like you said, you know, it ended up being fourth and eight, and they threw a three yard out. But you know what? If that's what was there, then that's what was there. What are you going to do? Can we talk like, about that, by the way? Can we talk about a fucking man? Well, we listen, can, we can but like, there. Listen, you got to understand something. Every play call, even at fourth and eight, not every receiver and player is going to run for the sticks. Like that's not case, how but... offensive football is is designed and coached by most offensive coordinators right or wrong philosophically you can disagree with it but most coaches are going to run a play on anything below 15 yards they're going to run a play where not every receiver is at the at or beyond the sticks right because Because if they're running if they're running a prevent defense and there's no one to guard the guy and everyone else is double covered and there's nobody guarding the guy who's out in the flat underneath who could just here toss this three yard pass and he right, runs ten for 20 yard yards. Right. Right. I, that that's the thinking is like that happens sometimes. And so right. There's three levels to every like play and especially passing plays. Sure. And you know, you're not always going to hit the 40 yard pass. This isn't Madden. And he's right. Like, you know, McKinney was just happened to be draped all over him and just basically rode him out of bounds. And that's what but see, but then that's the defensive technique. Just get him out of bounds, get him short of the sticks. Game over, right? right. Game like, over. And that was it. That's it. Don't try and make the big hit. Just ride him out of bounds. You tackle him short of the sticks, and you win the game. You right. don't have and to be a hero. Did. And that's exactly what they did. And you know what? At all, right? That's it. And you know what? 
moving on, I, you know, everyone keeps saying like, oh, you can't say the Giants are playing with house money this week. Yes, they are. Now I they never would have. I never would. No, even this week, dude. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I would agree I, with that. Mostly. I never would have. I ne- if you would have told me they're going to be in the divisional round back in September, I would have told me, what are you smoking? <laughs> what are you like, not even. I, I didn't think this team would win six games, dude. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think this team, when they were sitting at seven and one, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. It's just, it's outrageous. Right. <laughs> it is outrageous. Yeah. You know, they, they got a tough task this week. I mean, we'll talk about it, but if they lose, and like I said, I expect, I don't expect them to win this week, but I just hope they put up a good fight and it's been a good ride so far. This just shows now that they got to sign Daniel Jones to a contract and they better do it because if they lose their offensive coordinator, I, I hope that they don't, some team doesn't swoop in and take him. Like, you know, some team give him some stupid contract, like, you know, 10 years, 300 million. You know what I mean? Like some Russell Wilson bullshit. Like, oh, God. but you know what I'm saying? Like, because coming off of a good year, <laughs> the Raiders, you know, tell, tell me you can't, you can't see some stupid yeah, no, team you're, doing you're that. Ab- you're absolutely right. Like, it's possible. I hope that God it doesn't and happen. Because they, they don't have to give up any draft compensate. Like, they don't have to give up anything. I mean, worst thing. What, How worst stupid case do they look is, not giving him his fifth-year option at this point? Not that it was stupid. It was the right decision at the time. No, it's the right call because he didn't deserve it, to be honest yeah, with you. Has, at the time. And I don't, the, think it's, I don't think it's prudent to say, like all these other – all these people saying last week – this week, oh, you get you should get thirty or forty million. Or pump the brakes. Like, listen, you want to give them twenty five million a year for three years. You know, half of it guaranteed. God bless. You know, you. But let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. The man's not a forty million dollar a year quarterback. Relax. No, he's not. no. I could see them doing like a four or five year. You know, buck twenty. You know, whatever. Three years you know, guaranteed, and that's it, kind of. Thing. Right, you know, for, you know, seventy-five guaranteed, something like that, and you know, play your cap magic and all that stuff. And I could also see them doing something with Saquon. I don't know that, like, you, you got to, you want to sign both of these guys? Like, that's. I mean, we Saquon could do a post- is a different story. I would we not could do a post mortem. I know. Well, I agree, but you, we could do a post mortem on them after they lose this week. But if they don't lose, John, if they don't lose, then we'll just if they don't lose, then we'll keep talking. You know what? The more the more you've talked about it and the more I thought about what you said in chat the other day. Yeah, you're right. Like an NFC East team, if barring something, barring something stupid, an NFC East team is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The more I thought about it, I was like, "There's they, well, they have a three and fucking one. They have a three out of four chance at this point." Well, everyone. Well, I remember when I said that, you guys were like, "Well, what about the Niners?" I said, "In case the Niners decide to shit themselves, like which they could, yeah, Listen, which, man, they, they, which could. they could, but it's just the odds are in their favor." Yeah. You know, an NFC East team is going to what do you call it? The championship game, no matter what. Right. So it's just a matter of who. Yeah. So that's the bottom. It's just a matter of who. So, so house house money full full boat now for sure. 
Pretty much, and you know what? They showed a video of the Giants at practice today. You know, listen, I don't play, take They're much stock into them. They were loose. They They're are. dancing around. They're having fun. But like, t- but listen, take any practice. They're probably dancing around. Even the probably the Texans are probably dancing around. You know what I mean? Like at this point in the season, they're not going very hard. It's I don't put I don't put that not, much stock. Yeah, I don't put that much. You can't stock after week it. twelve. No team is practicing full pads hard, hard, hard. They no, just, but I'm just talking about like. I'm just talking about like the looseness, playing the music loud or whatever. I feel like every team does that. Like I, I don't put much stock into it, but it just makes you feel good. Like, you know, they're having fun. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. They they made it much further than anyone predicted. And I they, agree. They are playing house money. I at this point, if they keep a competitive game with the Eagles, I would be impressed. I'll be happy we'll with it. it. We will talk about it. We'll talk about it. Next on the so, docket. Next on the docket. The Baltimore Ravens against the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh Lord! This is so. This is the game that I lost out on nine hundred dollars because the rate the Bengals decided not to cover the eight and a half, and I shouldn't have taken that eight and a half after taking. I took the Dolphins plus thirteen and a half, and I looked like a goddamn genius. I said that was an easy that I did. I thought I was going to sweat that one out and I didn't. You were a genius. So I should have, I should have rolled with my taking the underdogs and said, you know what? Let me take the big underdogs, take Ravens plus eight and a half. But you know, who would have thought they would have taken, they would have kept this one close. You should have cashed out. Should have cashed out when I had 200 bucks in the bank. That's what I should have done. But anyway. Ravens kept yeah. us close, way closer than it should have been. But you know, that's the bungles for you. That yeah, yeah, yeah that's the bungles. That's the bungles I mean, for you. Uh, yeah, I like you. You wrote it in in the rundown. I love Joe Burrow, but they they played down. They absolutely played down to the competition. They did. That's it. They did. There's no other way to say it. They played way down. It never should have been in that position to begin with. And, you know, are the Ravens ready to move past Lamar Jackson after that performance by, uh, what's his name, Huntley? Tyler Huntley. Um, I don't know if they're ready to move past him, but, like, I don't think he was worth the money he's going to command. And I don't think I agree I with think that. he's RG3 with a little bit a, more skill, but same fucking durability issue. Like, Jesus Christ. Man's yeah. body's breaking down before he's 26. Like, holy Christ. That That's also the amount of hits that he took at Louisville and running around and, and being mobile and all that shit, not learning late how to be a pocket passer, I guess is my And he has the, that's the problem is, is he has the talent to be a very good, not, you know, he's not going to be Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, but like Aaron Rodgers, but he has a, he has a very good arm, better than RG3 and better than a lot of other running quarterbacks. Like he can be a very good pocket passer, but he just he doesn't have the instinct and he doesn't have the 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 pedigree for it and and at this point in his career like you're not going to teach an old dog new tricks. You know, no, you're, you're not. just not. And and yeah. I think people have to get real about that. You know, it's like when's when's this when is this going to happen? It's not. Like it's just not going to happen. So I don't think he's worth it, but 
you know, you saw what one of his teammates was saying. We would have won this game had Lamar played. Like, okay, there's J.K. Dobbins, and he said he wanted uh, the ball on that on that last play. Well, you know, how much <laughs> how much blame does John Harbaugh get for this? Do we think? You know, not as much as Greg Roman's going to get. Uh, Greg Roman already Greg lost gone. his job. Greg right. Roman lost. Gone. They let him go. That's what I'm saying. Like not as much as Greg Roman did. Like that, Greg Roman. You know, I mean, you know, uh, you really can't account. You also, he's been there forever, and he made Lamar an MVP in what 2019. Right. Right. You know, I mean, listen, I, I can't, I can't say for sure that Dobbins would have scored on that play because also a fumble, right there, like is probably the worst outcome you could possibly have. And any scoop and any scoop up of the fumble there, as long as the guy doesn't fall down, is probably going to score. Right, but no, you're right, you're right. Th- that's also a kind of play that I hate in the NFL. Like I hate bunching everyone into one point and hoping like you get the guy through. Like to me, I would spread it out, but that's just me. Then again, I'm not a coordinator. Yeah, yeah. there's situations where you that play works. one on TV. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's just one of those things where I just don't like the play. I never do. Like, I hate it when the Giants do it. I hate it when every team does it. And it's like, up, oh, bring all the fat guys in and just try and squeeze the quarterback through there. And it's just like, okay, but. Cool. You know, like, we ha- we play one way 59. We, we play one way 95% of the time. And I know. And. And we're gonna play a completely different way when we get to this one particular part of the field. Like I get it, the end zone, you know, I, totally cuts off, you know, a lot of plays. But still, come on. No, you're right. No, I, yeah, I get but, it because it, it shrinks down there. But it's just, you know, but you you gotta give the ball to your best player in the be- in the biggest moment. Like right. you have to. Right, but. that's the thing. You, you give the guy the ball that gives you the best chance to win, and and you got an injured backup quarterback who's playing for you in a fucking wild card playoff game, like right. And you have a chance to take the lead there, or yeah, take the lead, like right. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, I, that whole, the, whole that, the way that played out was pretty terrible. I mean, that's, it was the whole damn thing was questionable at at the very least. But I mean. Do do I think that long term the bank and we we've said it like four or five times now. Do I believe that the Bengals have have it in them to to take it all the way to to you know the Super Bowl and represent the AFC? I don't know, man. Like it's, uh, it's gonna be uh, tough. But can they? Can like, they? Like, that that that's, can can I, the bill like it's the same thing we were saying before. Can they? Can the Bills? Like, yeah, they got the talent, but are, they're not putting it together right now. They're like, we say this every year. Like, it's who's hot right now? Who's firing on all cylinders? You know, who's the team that's putting offense, defense, and special teams together fairly consistently right now? And not that they're dominating per se, but like, they're but in, in their own way, they're like, playing, they're firing on all cylinders. And right. it's, you know, we'll see how the Chiefs look this weekend. We'll see how the you know, the Cowboys look, we'll see how the 49ers look, but like the Bills and the Bengals right now, it ain't it. Jaguars, I can't say the Jaguars look like they're firing on all cylinders, but like nope. It might be the Chiefs just by default at this point in the AFC. Right. But. That and that that's the sad part about it. Like it seems like the NFC is better prepared 
for the stock fight or the NFC is better well, prepared. We'll see for how the Eagles look and how Jalen Hurts' you know, shoulder and arm look. This right, week. you'll see the Chiefs play this week and see if the week off killed them or hurt them. Same thing with the Eagles. We'll see how they how they manage because they've got some injury questions. Don't listen, don't forget, don't forget too the Bengals are going into Buffalo with a banged up offensive line and that's gonna be really, really tough to overcome. Right. Right. Because we saw what happened with a compromised offensive line that happened with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and it did not go well. Yeah, it didn't look pretty no that that's very, very true. Um, moving on, uh, this shit fest, the Cowboys against the Buccaneers. Uh, not much to say. Um, well, think, what did I say last week? You could see either team winning and you wouldn't be surprised. Right. So the Cowboys winning isn't a shock. It's just that Tom Brady and the Bucks just look yeah. like they didn't give a shit. They didn't belong. Like, it's obvious to me that like. The, the, I read something today that was like the Bucks were a five, a five or six win team and got lucky in like four, or three or four games this year that they won. That's probably true. And so, and because they were in a shit division, they by default went to the playoffs and hosted a home playoff game. But they were outclassed and outmatched on every at every position. Almost. Right. They were in, they were in the division this year where you could be shitty because if you were under five hundred in any other division, you weren't even close. Right. And that's I think I think that ultimately is is the point here is that they were able to play just play out the string and just barely sneak in and the Cowboys were like, you know what? Cowboys showed up. They showed up to play and they 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 did they took care of business, so to speak. Um so yeah. Well they totally did. They they look you listen, coming off that game in Washington, everyone's like, Oh, yep, Cowboys look in rare form, like you know. Looking top okay. postseason form. Here we go again. And you know what? They just they just took it to the Bucks and they didn't look back. They foot on the gas. See you later. Leave no doubt. And isn't that the best in playoff wins? Like you just foot on the gas, and then like by the time there's like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, you're like, all right, we're good. You know, like Inter- yeah. interestingly, I think Leo, like the storyline coming out of that game was that like, oh, the 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 Cowboys exercised some level of demons for their their playoff woes. And like, no, they no, they didn't. No, they didn't. I, no, they, exactly. No, they, Thank you. No, they Thank didn't. You. Thank you. They just they wrote they got lucky and got they drew the fucking you know the shit bucks right now. So let's see how they do this week, and then we'll talk about exercising demons. Like, you know, if they win this game this week. Then we could say, all right, they're exercising the Des Bryant, you know, Green Bay, the catch, you know. Those, How about you know, the fucking rush up the middle last year against the 49ers? <laughs> like, let's, let's talk about that. So they're playing the 49ers this week. If they beat them, then we could talk about exercising demons. Correct. You're right. Yeah. More direct, even a more direct one. So. You know, like, no, the beating a shitty Bucks team that was under 500 and on the road because they were the division winner by default, like, no, this right. was not an exercising demons type thing. This no. was them beating the shit out of a ba- of a mediocre team in the playoffs. It, this see if this was some, you know, week thirteen Thursday night football game, you'd be like, oh yeah, the Cowboys going to beat the shit out of. Who cares? But because it's the playoffs and everyone's watching one game, it's it's blown out of proportion. Same thing with the Giants because all you hear this week is how the Giants are going to crush the Eagles and they're the hot team right now. Whatever. It's because everyone's watching one game at a time right now and everyone has their opinions and everyone has, you know, their, their fiery hot takes about how 
you know, this team is going to do this or this team is going to do that. I don't – if this was a regular season game, like I said, somewhere in the middle of the season, no one would be like, up. Oh, the Cowboys are on fire right now. Yeah, and you like looking at Brady's stats, looking at Brady's stats, you know, 35 of 66, which their coaching you know, is just so shit. Like I asked – I asked the question and no one can give me an answer. And I'm, I don't think you guys could either, but like, I'd love to know what teams winning, what teams, what, the, what is a team's record when the quarterback throws for more than 50 passes? I really am curious to that because all the time in these losses you hear, well, they threw for, he threw 55 times. He threw 70 times like, and they always lose. I'm always curious about that. <laughs> Like, I'm always curious about that. And I know that's a weird stat. And maybe if, like, you know, we had a team of, you know, statisticians at our disposal, I could probably get that number. But, like, I just. I'll, I Do you want me to read off, like, the top 10 like, or 12? I mean, like, I guess. Like, it's just I, I can't see it being a good, like, a good record. It's you're definitely under 500 because if you're throwing that many times, that means you're behind. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Anyone care to take a guess who has the most pass attempts in a single game and what the number is? It's got to be in the 70s. Correct. Dan Phelps. Dan Phelps is not on this list. Drew Bledsoe attempted 70 passes for the New England Patriots against the Minnesota Vikings November 13th, 1994. And they probably lost. No, they actually won twenty six to twenty, and they were oh, they wow. should have lost. I, I right, mean, but okay, but that's a fine, were, that's a last yeah. second score. Yes, correct. Yes, that was that was an overtime. That was an overtime game, actually. So it was right. It so was the twenty six. Yeah. So so they're tied at twenty. They score the final touchdown, but like, what was this? What was them going into that like that overtime? They were probably down. Yeah, so they were down twenty to three at halftime. Okay, so they so there you go. They came back in the game to tie it up in the fourth quarter. So that's right. So they were and they were definitely they shouldn't have won the game. Anyone care to take a guess at number two? Give me a year. Two thousand. The set Christmas Eve two thousand. You know this quarterback. He's a local. Vinny Testaverde. Correct. Against yeah. the Baltimore Ravens, Christmas Eve, 69 pass attempts. In that oh, game, shoot. the Jets lost by two touchdowns to the Ravens. Jets were good that year, too. I All remember right. that. They were 9 7. Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes attempted 68 passes against the Titans back in November. That would be number three. They won the game. Jared Goff. Attempted 68 passes against the Bucks in 2019. That was the 55 to 40 game against. Okay. I, forget, I, gotcha. I think Brady okay. was on that team. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't hate that. Kit, John Kitna also attempted 68 John passes. Kitna. Oh, Lord. December 30th, 2001, as a member of the Bengals against the Steelers. Uh, Bengals. Squeaked out an overtime win, twenty-six to twenty-three in that game. Um, Where is play? John Kitna now? John Kitna is what's retired. <laughs> he's fifty years old. Um, literally, he's fifty. Um, don't know. 
I know his played son a game since got, 2011. I know his son got arrested for for some stupid shit at oh, like yeah. uh, the University of Florida. Florida, yeah, like he got a scholarship taken away. Oh, good, good justice. Justice does get served. So yeah, so um, not great records, John, as you are correct, and not not like overwhelming blowout wins or dominating performances. That's what I mean. Either like, squeaked out overtime or loss. Like <coughs> there's a trend. That's my sure. that's my point. Like it's not you know when when you see someone throwing for 60 times you're like yeah they, or 50 times like yeah they're they're probably Yeah, it, it, it usually means the game went haywire. The game did not go exactly how you thought it was going to go. Right. Generally. Yeah, you got you got George Blanda, Brian Greasy, Ben Roethlisberger, Chris Miller, nineteen eighty nine. That's an old. That's an old one. Philip Rivers, and on when he was on the Chargers. Tom Brady, when he was on the Pats against the 49ers back in two thousand twelve. Justin Herbert um, last year. Rich Gannon. Josh Allen did it against the Dolphins back earlier in in week three. I think it was. All right. Yep. Eli Manning did it against the Eagles back in December of 2016. These are all over 60. It was 60. I'm at 63. You know, so Jesus Christ. right. It doesn't end, and it doesn't end well. No, generally, Usually. I found a Brett Far. I mean, you have Matthew Stafford, Chris Wanky, Elvis, Elvis Grabach. Chris wow. Wanky, holy shit! Through yeah, 63 pass attempts as a member of the Panthers against the Cardinals in December of 2001. Uh, Testa Verde was on this list again in 98 against the Seahawks. Rich Gannon, Andrew Luck, Nick Foles, Joe Flacco did 62 twice, um, one year apart in September of 13 and 14 against the Bengals and the Broncos. Romo did 62 twice, Matt Schaub, Joey Harrington, Mark Bulger. So the list goes on. Joey Joe Namath. Hey, listen, Joe Namath makes an appearance. Wow. Joe Namath threw 62 pass attempts against the Baltimore Colts, October 18th, 1970. Right. So, so basically, but my point is, though, no, I like fucking around. None no, of these games you, are wins. A lot of them. Were mo- losses. Most of these games are losses where they have this, and the, the, the Bucks aren't geared to throw that many passes and win. Like they're just not that good this year. No, you don't like, do that. You just don't do that. Right. It's not they're something an, you should do. They're an old ass team, and that's the that's it. Like that's it. Well, seemingly their whole coaching stamp went to corral then. Like they all got fucking told to. Well, I I wrote that in the. Uh, if you look at the the what do you call it the coaching, uh, thing, yep. and they just basically axed everyone. <laughs> like Byron I mean, Leftwich was the darling of the league three years ago and is now like on everyone's shit list, which I guess I'm not super surprised about, but like I don't know. He'll land on his feet, I think. He'll, he'll be fine. Run. He'll be fine. He'll be an offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach for a little while and he'll probably be, probably move on to be a head coach. Todd McNair. Any relation to Steve McNair? I don't know. Uh, that I don't that know. I don't. Just looking. That I don't know. So anyway, Back to the back to the rundown. We've back already touched to on some of these games, but yeah, yeah. So we'll jump into the divisional round preview. Uh, we touched on this. We got Jags plus eight and a half against Kansas City. Uh, I don't know, man. Plus eight and a half. That that spooks me a little bit. Well, I'll put it to you this way: 
if they go down 27 nothing to the Chiefs, they're probably not coming back. Like, eh. you know, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think this is going to happen twice in a row. Like, that's not really a hot take. But, like, I don't think the, the Jags can't afford a slow start again. Too many times they, this year they have a slow start, and then they turn it on late. Like, the Chiefs' offense is high-powered. Like, you got you to gotta exchange scores with them to stay in the game. Right, you know, but yeah, this I, is yeah. This I mean, is stay away from the line on. If you're I mean, the last time the Jags were this far in the playoffs, Blake Bortles was their guy. So, like, Jackson legend, Blake Bortles. Right, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't think man- they win the game. I don't think they even keep it that close. But I, at the end, but I think you think they the Chiefs are- cover that. You think the Chiefs cover an eight and a half? At some, uh, I think it, I think they it's a backdoor cover at the end of the game. You know, I think, uh, I, think okay. I can see. That. I don't think I don't. I think this is a touchdown game most of the game. I think they keep it somewhat close, but then I think in the fourth quarter the Chiefs sort of turn it on and they right. throw like yeah, they, they go two that. scores at the they go two scores at the end. Of the kick game. the late kick the late field goal with five yeah, minutes. They left. get stopped on the twenty yard line. Kick a field goal with two minutes to go, and the Jags right, there's your, can't, there's your can't ten. get in. Right, there's your ten. That's what I'm. Something they're not going. They're not blowing them out by three touchdowns. That's probably not happening in this game. Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's happening. If they do, though, if they do blow them out by two or three touchdowns, are they suddenly your team? Like, is that is that enough to prove to you that they're the the class? They look. If they look like they're firing on all cylinders, yeah, they're the team to beat. Yeah, if Mahomes is throwing, you know, upside down sideways passes with his eyes closed (laughs) and one arm tied behind his back, yeah, probably. Right. But like, you know, if they look if they look shitty and win, like, I'm still not confident. Depends on who they play Mm -hmm. in the title game. Even so, I don't think it's going to matter too much. I mean. Bills will give them a little more run for their money, but like I don't think it's going to make much of a difference if they look if they look strong. They're going to beat the Bills or the Bengals. It's it's not relevant at that point, right? Fair enough. I agree. So I'll let John handle this one. Uh, we got Giants seven and a half against the Eagles. What do you think, man? NFC represent. Well, this game is going to be different than the Viking game because the Philadelphia defense is actually legit and led the league, led the league in sacks this year. So I think this is going to come down to the Giants' ability to run the ball. And if you could run the ball, you can control the clock. And if you could control the clock, you keep the other offense off the field and you mitigate the pass rush because you can't just pin them back and go, full speed at the quarterback if this guy's throwing even if you're throwing screens or you're throwing like you know the little two yard outs that are like the extension of the running game you can't have them just go full pass rush you're gonna have to have them drop back a little now can the giants establish the run we'll see i don't know it's gonna be tough because you know the giants offensive line has played well but i don't know if they you know this going against this defense is gonna be a tall task I mean, I think number one, the Eagles' defense is better than the Vikings' defense. That not, not even close. Not, not even close. close. The quarterback is a different animal. Jalen Hurts is a is a different animal than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a prototypical pocket passer. Jalen Hurts is not. And so, right. 
I think those two factors make it a much, much, much harder game for the Giants. Like the Giants secondary has played way above their own heads this year. Like, 100%. I, I, I don't know how. And I think this is the game that they get really exposed that like they're just not good enough to cover. They're not like, I'm sorry, they're not going to cover the, the Eagles wide receiving core. No, AJ, Green, AJ Green and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. Like, right. look what look what Hawkinson did against the Giants. Like, you can't tell me Goddard's not looking at that and going, oh. Goddard's going, he's salivating. Yeah, AJ well, Brown's and, salivating right now going, I'm going to get mine. I mean, you also, you wrote in the rundown, and I absolutely agree with you. Like, Miles Sanders is going to get his yards too. Like, don't, don't right. forget about that. And for, and for some reason, Boston Scott scores against the Giants. So watch for, you know, watch for his watch anytime for like touchdown five carries, numbers. Th- 30 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, and, you know, that's the then that could be the difference in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five carries, eight yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I think at, at the end of the day, the Eagles, like as long as Jalen Hurts, his arm and shoulder are good, which you figure they should be better than they were at the end of the regular season. This game should be lop should probably be lopsided. And, you know, giants could come. If the giants are down 20 to 20 to three at halftime, 21 to three at halftime, like, yeah, can they come back and make it a game? Sure. But like, it's still going to be 30, 35, you know, 21, 35, 24. What have I been saying all year? They can't throw their way out of a problem. No, right. They can't. They want to run their way out of a problem, right? And you can't, can't do that, do that it takes, against it takes the too much teams. time. It takes too much time to do. They can't throw their way out of a problem. You know, they can't throw their way out of a two-score deficit. That's the bottom line. They have to establish yeah. the run. Right. They have to, and they also have to hit the quarterback. Correct. If this guy's hurt, hit the quarterback. Like, right. yeah, it, it, formula it's, for it's success. Ultimate, it's ultimately going to, and I hate like saying it as far as like mitigating the the um the game plans and everything else but it ultimately does come down to how hurt is Jalen Hurts like if yes. he's if he's healthy I hate to say it but you're screwed somewhat you know what I mean like you're, you're oh, absolutely it's another dynamic to the to the running game to the passing game it's 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 not this is not going to be easy this is not going to be easy. No, and I, right that's why I the for, formula for success, though, they got to run the ball, limit, limit the Philadelphia Eagles offense, you know, number of possessions. That's how the commanders burn. beat them. They had like 39 minutes of possession. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they beat. The, that's six how they beat possession, the seven, six or seven possessions or less. And you got to get a couple of three and outs. You got to get a turnover. It's defense has to make a play here. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau right, is going to get a sack somehow, or a fumble, something you have to like somehow, that. Somehow steal a possession somewhere. Right. You have to steal a possession. Deep in territory. Get, and then you score, and score touchdowns off of those turnovers. Like, Correct. you can't, like, there's a lot of things that have to go right for the Giants to win this game. Can it happen? Of course. But, like, they have to, they can't just, like, try to throw and have a shootout with them. They will get demolished. They will yeah, get no, they, they, run they, over. They got to keep this game low scoring and, like I said, 27 20 type of low scoring. Yeah, yeah. But if this game gets into the 30s and 40s for the Eagles, 24 the Gi- 17, yeah. The Giants are toast because the Giants <laughs> haven't scored 40 points in like 100 years. Well, so- listen, they scored. <laughs> listen, they, they, they made it, you know, they, they broke one thing, you know, last week, and that was. 
they they scored thirty points in a game. No, I know. It's just yeah, like, hey, yo, hey, hey, hey. It's just if they, this gets into a shootout, they can't hang. No, they can't hang. You're one hundred percent right. They yeah, can't it, hang. It it's not likely. It it's it's very very unlikely that Daniel Jones is gonna throw for three fifteen again and. And seventy-eight yards, like that's not right. Like, yeah, where we forgot to mention it, where he's the only player in NFL history to throw for three hundred, two touchdowns, and run for over seventy yards in their playoff game. That's not going to happen again. No, not against this defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I mean, I would love to be surprised, but I don't see that happening. Don't, don't get me wrong here. I would love to be wrong. I would love to be standing here sitting here next week when we do this podcast or even Monday morning after the or Sunday morning after the game with a shit evening grin on but I just don't see it happening <laughs> yeah. honestly strange right. shit has happened though 100% I just I just don't see it you you might get a, a Giants Philadelphia uh or, or rather uh Giants Vikings from that uh that NFC championship game Years ago. Oh god, forty-one nothing. <laughs> oh, please. That's what I'm saying. Like stranger shit has happened. Like Yeah, I guess. But still that was whatever. I I don't know. I can't even think about something like that. I just, not, you're not not even trying to like no, give in no because opinion. I could just I could just because I could just see it being like thirty five to seven and it's like oh god. But like whatever. They gave you a good run. If 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 it ends here, they gave you a good run. They they got as they got a lot farther than people thought they were going to get, and it gives them a lot more like like credit has to be given at that point. Like this, this coaching staff got a lot got a lot out of a little, and right. they have to be commended for that. That's that's what I'll say. They got a lot out of basically nothing. Agreed. The Athletic did a piece on the Giants coaching staff that was basically like Ryan Dable decided not to hire his best friends and hire like people he disagreed with and but like respected their their football acumen and like for some reason that's a fucking novelty in this league. So right because everyone hires their brothers and sisters or their or their best friends and you know someone who's not going to question their authority and it's like it's not because they want to be malcontents. It's listen. I think we could run this offense better than, you know, this set of plays instead just, of this set of plays. I like, just okay, want coaches to be like, get their friend, check your ego at the door and just recognize hundred like, percent who's in That's the building it. and who isn't, and just t- tailor your fucking like your offense isn't the fucking Bible. It's not the Gutenberg, you know, King James Bible of how many of times NFL have we said it? Defense. You have to hire coaches that will tailor their their play to their team, especially offense. Tailor their Tailor their offense to the quarterback. Tailor the defense to what you have. You have guys who can cover. Let's play some coverage. You got guys who can't cover. All right, we'll play some zone and we'll get a pass rush going. Like it, you have to do what your guys do best, right. and that's what it. That's what it comes down to. Agreed. Percent right. Agree. All right, I'm done pontificating about this team. <laughs> let's play. Let's play the game. Exactly. So, just, 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 let's just get this over with. It's like a root so canal. Got ne- yeah. So it's a uh, next one up is the Cowboys against the 49ers. Dallas is at three and a half. Oof. Oof. 
plus I mean, three and a half towels. Uh, that's a, that's, every that's, away a that's team, respect. That's a respected line. Every away team is the underdog, which I guess they should be at this point. I don't know about the Bengals. I think the Bengals five and a half, but we'll get to that. But um, I think the Bengals should be the one that are plus three and a half. And the Cowboys should be plus four. That's going to come down to their offensive line. True. Of course. No, you're right. You're right. There's That's part of it. I just, this is going to be one of those things where this game is the 49 has been hot all year. Brock Purdy is going to have an actual test, you know, we didn't even mention that in the Bucks game that the Cowboys missed four extra points. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Really, Dude, was, they signed a kicker. Also, by the way, that was really the only thing that yeah. was really wrong with them, and that's why I said they were essentially perfect in that game, except for the kicking. Like, you know, that but was bizarre. That was so bizarre. But honestly, though, the 49ers have a good offense. Like, you got Kittle, you got Debo, you yeah. have CMC. Like they have players on this team. Like this should be a this should probably be the game of the week. Hopefully. I hope so. Hopefully. I mean, it's either this one or the next one, but like I don't I don't see the Bengals hanging around long. This but. is the six thirty game on, on Sunday, by the way. This the Cincinnati is really? Buffalo. Okay. Cincinnati Buffalo is is the early it's the three o'clock. Well then I well, then I flip flopped them. That's but. okay. Like it doesn't really matter. I mean it's but this should know. be the game of the week. That's why this this game's in prime time. Right. This game's in your it Super Bowl, be. Super Bowl slot, basically, at this point. Right. The six thirty slot on champion on wild card or whatever division weekend. Yeah, now you get the 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 one o'clock game, or was it the three o'clock and the six o'clock games? Right, right. I mean, ideally, I think that if Dak gets pressured, he's going to shit himself. You know, fold like, like a cheap suit. It's possible. Yeah. I I can see. I there, there's a world that exists where Dak throws a horrible pick because he's got Bosa or Fred Warner just in his ear. It's possible because he let well he led the league in interception. So saying that he's going to throw a bad pick and it be either a pick six or just a regular interception is not out of the crazy, you know. Yeah, it's possibility here. It's not a hot take, granted, but no, I can see a world. Really not. I, I can see a world where Nick Bosa just eats him for lunch. You know what I mean? Like I can I can definitely see that being a distinct possibility. Hundred percent. I agree. We'll, we'll, like we'll see what happens with that, but it's 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 kind uh, of it's it's more even than anything the 49ers are gonna face before or after this game if they win. Like other than maybe the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like, this will probably be the toughest test. Maybe maybe if the Eagles win. I, I don't I don't know. I think they I think they actually they I think as a matchup, I think they're a matchup nightmare for the Eagles. But possible. We'll, we'll see what we'll see. We'll get to that yeah. if we get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Someday. Uh, <laughs> and then lastly, guys, to, to round out the previews, we got Bengals plus five and a half against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, this is like who wants to, it's not if this they're, they're both really good teams. Like we're, we're nitpicking now at this point in the season, obviously. And, you know, sure. we should always admit that. But um who wants to win this game? It's not going to be a pretty game. I think it's going to be fairly ugly. It's not going to be as much of a shootout as we would hope. And so I think ultimately um, this game is going to come down to turnovers 
Number one, yes. does does Josh Allen hang on to the football and the rest of the Buffalo Bills offense, they hang on to the football, do they not throw picks, not fumble? And does does Cincinnati's offensive line hold up, as John has, has alluded to several times? Um and does does Joe Burrow, you know, is he swag swaggy Joe P Joey B? Like is he, you know, the cigar smoking, you know, 30 for 40 for 330, 330 yards and three touchdowns, or is he, you know, average Joe at this point? Like what Joe De Burrow do we see? And does the Cincinnati Bengals defense show up and try to outmatch match up with with the the Buffalo offense and actually sack Josh Allen a couple of times because if Josh Allen's going is able to run all over this defense it, it's a long day for Cincinnati for sure. I agree. I, I, I agree with all that. that. I I just don't see I, the the injuries on the offensive line to the Bengals is yeah, is not something to overlook because that's going to be a problem. Huge. That's going to severely hamper their ability to run the ball, and it's going to make Joe Burrow throw the, get the ball out of the out of his hands quick. And right. again, is he twenty three for th- for forty, or is he thirty one for forty? Right, and that's two hundred fifty uh, yards yeah. at three forty. Like you know, one touchdown, two picks, or three touchdowns, no picks. That's, that's what it's going to come down to. Right, it's going to be that's what it's going to come down to, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There's no. There's there's no easy way to put it. When you lose your starting offensive lineman, whether it be left tackle, center, whatever, it doesn't matter. The starters have continuity together. That you know they play as a unit. Especially this you know? unit, yeah. Especially this unit. They've had a lot of health. They got really they were really healthy last year. They had a lot of health in the beginning of the year, and um, yeah, it's it's tough to see that at this point in the season. That's it's not a good look. Right. That's going to be a problem. I can see that. Um, I, as far as the Bengals, like, my heart wants to pick them. You know what I mean? Like, I see all the, all the weapons that they have, like across that team, and theoretically, you would think that they should be able to keep it, but I don't think. know, man. Like, it, it's. I, I think it's a, a lot of inconvenient injuries, like you guys said, at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I right, also but... think, too, from a betting perspective, just, you know, I think five and a half is a really good number. But I, do, I like, agree. I think Bills by a touchdown in this game by kind of by default because of all of those reasons. They're home, you know, and they – they they have you know they, they're going to run a muck on Joe Burrow in the offensive line. I don't think the running game is going to get going, and I think Cincinnati is going to become one dimensional, and that's going to spell trouble. And I think Buffalo's going to pull away late. They're going to win by seven to ten in this game, and I also would pick the under forty nine or forty nine and a half. Forty nine in most places, I'd pick the under honestly in this game. Do you um, think? I, I, I agree with that. Do you think there's any sort of like emotional boost that it's Bengals who are coming into their house after everything that happened with with Demar? No, I think the Bengals will probably frustrated at the at this point that they they have to go on the road. Like, thank God they beat the Ravens and and they beat the Ravens yeah. twice. Like, basically, coin flip was irrelevant. Yeah, right. Coin flip wasn't relevant. You know, I think at this point they are probably looking at that going, nah. 
even if we had beaten the Bills and we, you know, the only difference would be we'd be right in the same exact place we are now, most likely. Maybe this game would be in Cincinnati rather than in Buffalo, but like in the playoffs, who gives a shit? Like it doesn't, you got to win on the road yeah. in the playoffs if you want to win and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, anyway, I mean, for the seen, most part. we've seen teams go into Lambeau Field and beat the Packers, which used to never happen. Right. We've seen teams go into, what was it, when Chicago was in the, was, what do you call it, in the playoffs Soldier too. Field. Yeah, like the, the, you know, these, these storied, you know, grounds or whatever, stadiums where these playoff games and teams just don't lose it. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Like, you know, I, I like he's like Arthur said, you got to win on the road. You got to, you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to win a game. It doesn't matter where you're playing. You know, remember when it, when, remember when it was really cold out that, that weekend or whatever, where the whole country was like, you know, seemed like it was negative 30 in the whole country. Like you had these, these teams going out there like, oh my God, it's cold. But it's like, yeah, it's cold, but whatever. We got to play a football game. Like it, it is what it is. Like this isn't a big deal. You know, you got to win on the, you got to go on the road. These guys are professionals. They'll be fine. You know, it's, it's going to come down to the in-game stuff. Not, you know, oh, did we, did we have to travel and did that way on our minds? They, these guys yeah. stay in the best hotels, Chief, have the best, you know, th- that is nothing. Chief, yeah. Chiefs were going to be the one seed no matter what. So at this point it was a flipping of the two or the three and like, they don't fucking care. They still had to play a game. They still would have had a home game and maybe they would have had a second one. And that's the only difference. Right, so, and that's the only thing. That's like, not, it's, it's off their brain at this point, you know, like and if you see, like uh, like again like not to bring up the Dallas uh Bucks game again but like if either team wins this whoever wins this game you're not going to be like oh my god like the Bengals are hot or have been hot the Bills have been pretty good all year so like whoever wins this game to go to the AFC Championship game you're going to be like oh yeah all right i could see that yeah like right. This this the line on this game also just from a historical standpoint since Sunday line on this game started three and a half it opened moved to four for Buffalo and four and a half and five and a half then back to four and a half then back to I five think it was, so it's really consistent that's a very consistent line like it's only moved to point and a half like I think the the news of the offensive line injuries kind of moved it a little bit right. But other than that, it's gonna it should be a close game. Like it's you know, you get your three points at home plus a plus a couple of other ones, like you know, due to external factors. I, I don't the see other, this the, going. The other three games, the line has not moved almost at all, except Kansas City I think, is favored by nine and a half. Now it's eight and a half. That's it. I think at one point the Giants went down to seven, but then it went back up to seven and a half, I think. Yes. Uh than, seven. Yeah, it was seven, then seven and a half, then eight. And seven and a half, then seven and a half, then eight, and seven and a half. Like, right. So it's it's very close. It's very tight. It's unless major money comes in one way or another on any one of these teams, you're not going to see a lot of movement. Right. So, you know, it it's. I think, uh, like I said, I don't know. I I just think that the Bengals are going to have too much to handle if they're. I, I know it's only a broken record, but. That, that offensive, I'm no, telling you, that that offensive line is going to be a problem. If you got to scramble and all that, it throws off the whole fucking shenanigans on how how you run your offense. And if you you got guys compromised, you, you're dead. That's true. That's true. Yes, it is. And and everything they do is is based off of that 
that's slide protection too. And like, if you don't have your your tackle, your, like your guards banged up, you're you're pretty much fucked. Like that's it's not gonna work. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's the bottom line. So. So uh, that covers the divisional round, the previews, but there is some coaching news that we did allude to. Um, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, initiating a shakedown, or if you want to call it that, or a shake up of the coaching staff. There's a on fucking Thursday. shakedown, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich uh, was ceremoniously, uh, unceremoniously let go. Also, leaving staff is. Uh, Chris Boniel, wide receivers coach Kevin Garver, offensive quality control coach uh, Jeff Castle. Uh, what is an Lucas. offensive quality control coach? I just want to know. Uh, so when it comes down to quality control coaches, quality control coaches aren't allowed to be on the sideline. Quality control coaches are only allowed to be on the um, – or in, in the, the building. Yeah, in the building from um, – whatchamacallit? in the building from Tuesday to Saturday and they essentially do video film and breakdowns and then they provide wow. it to the coordinators and the coaches. So essentially they're just, so they're the staffers. They're like the, the yeah. when you, they refer to the offensive coaching staff. Wow. Yeah. That's the team. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so he was let go. Um, defensive line coach, running backs coach, Todd McNair, uh, QB coach Clyde Christensen, uh, offensive assistant Rick Crisfull, and uh, your outside linebackers coach Bob Sanders uh, have decided Bob to retire. Sanders, oh, of Indianapolis yeah. Colts fame. Yeah, oh, so yeah. it's uh, but they let go of everybody. So if you need a job, Tampa Bay's hiring. Yeah, Tampa that Bay's whole org- that whole organization is is going to, is going to go through they're going to be so they're going to be garbage uh, you know they're going to be a lot of players asking for trades there's but not you know it's I mean? not going to be it's going to be a bad situation moving forward oh know? absolutely but i don't think they realize how good they have it when they had bruce arians kind of controlling the shit you know right? that's the thing i was going to say before was that this this whole situation with um with the the bet the bucks really shows you that bruce arians had he had the i don't know if he retired out of like well the foresight to know when this is going to go down the shitter after this year like these guys are aging out this is not i you know i don't know per se what what you know his thinking was but just because he was in the building does not mean that ship was being run the same way you know for for, right. for real and it was just yeah. it was a bad bad situation for sure but but he had the foresight to be like now it's time to get the hell out of here like so he knew something the rest of us didn't at the time i'll tell you that i don't don't know what well i'll tell you right now there is talking about the bucks next year they're gonna have to do some creative accounting because going into next year assuming that the cap cap is, is 225 they are $54 million yeah. over the cap. Yeah, they're really bad right now. They so as- assuming that, you know, everything stays the same and whatever, they're going to have to do so. They have the they have the second worst cap situation in football next to the Saints. Interestingly enough, they're paying Chris Godwin um, 
twenty million this this upcoming year, and it's but its cap hit is well, its cap hits twenty three million this year and next year, and then he's basically um, all signing bonus money in twenty five and yes, twenty six. So they because... could they can't. I mean, I guess they could restructure. They could they could cut him next year, but it's eleven million in, in dead cap. Um, or they they would just they could just you know restructure and give him an extension, but you know, well his last two years on his contracts are voided. Yeah, so you they're know, not they real. Those, so they're not real. But also, Chu, I think he still owed some guaranteed money. He yeah. still owed twenty million dollars. So they could, they could extend him and, and stretch that out. Um, and then Mike Evans too. Mike Evans is under contract through this year. With a base salary there, okay. So his cap hit this year is twenty. This upcoming year would be twenty three million, dead cap of twenty one million. So they're not cutting him, um, but he's got voided years after twenty three. So they could, they could cut him. They'll have a dead cap in twenty four, twelve million. Twelve million. They would probably not cut him until after twenty twenty four. Right. They can't extend him because his his contract goes until he's thirty three years old. So they probably wouldn't extend him anyway. Um, he's guaranteed fifty five million, um, and I think most of that is paid after next year. So, wow. but they can't cut him because it's dead too much dead cap money. So <laughs> they have too many. Right, Shaq Barrett is another one. Shaq Barrett is is on. He could they could cut him, but not until after 2023, because he has 23 million of dead cap. So they're all they're tied up in for next year. They're fucked with all. They can't cut anybody of of any real value whose salary is. You know, who you know they, they can, can cut like yeah. Vitavea. They could cut a couple of guys. You know, who, you know, you know who they can. can you know they can offload the quarterback. Yes, yep. and they will. I'm. They can. They can absolutely cut him. Um. He actually technically has. I don't know why they show these voided these voided years, but he actually has four years left of of voided years. But yep. yeah, his dead his dead cap is yeah. But he's got a dead cap of thirty five million. No, he's got a he's got a cap hit of thirty five. The dead money if they tra- if they cut him after June first is only ten million dollars. They save wow. twenty four million. Oh, I see. I broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I went to overthecap.com. Yeah, sports tracks <laughs> not sports tracks doesn't show you that for, for all your uh cap cap. It really, honestly, it really is amazing because looking at some of these numbers, you're like, how does this even happen? Like the Saints have like not that whatever, not that we're gonna dive into the Saints here, but they have fifty eight million dollars in over overage overages. Because they, like they get they get greedy because they because they give a lot of upfront signing bonus money and that well, that's what that it gets because the way the rules work I think it's like the cap the cap money gets retroactively counted and so they know that this is a problem and they like already have contingency but plans they, like they what kick we're the can do. down the road is what it feels like right that's but they know is. that that's but they that's the kicking of the can down the road and overloading their cap for a certain year is is part of the is part of the plan. Fifty million dollars over the cap is like a really risky position to be in, but like, well, you know, but they know Brady's money's coming off of that. That's that's a half of that money, you know, right there. Well, you know what it is? It's one of those things where these are the years where they kept pushing it back to, and now they got to deal with it. Right. So, 
like, like, just looking at the Saints, like next year, Taysom Hill has a $14 million cap hit. They can't cut him because it doesn't save them any money. They can't cut him until next year, 24, where it would save them $10 million. Like, it's just, you know, you look at that, like they gave Taysom Hill a contract. Like, look for them, honestly, next year to probably move or restructure Cameron Jordan. Like, I know I said I wouldn't get into this, but it's just there's a lot of savings here if they cut a lot of these guys. Like, like the Giants had to cut James Bradbury, and where did he end up? The Eagles. They would have kept him, but, yeah, he was a $24 million cap hit. Yeah. That's the problem. See, See, I'm looking at the Jets. Like, the problem with the Jets is their cap numbers – are so out of whack with some of the salaries that they're paying. And it's it's CJ Mosley, Lincoln Tomlinson, Carl Lawson, DJ Reed, John Franklin Myers, Dwayne Brown, right, but, Corey Davis, CJ Uzama. But they only have to get creative and create some money with like two point four million dollars. Like that's easily negotiated. Yeah, but that's but you have to understand that's doable something. though. But that's doable, yeah. but like it's not it's not two million dollars because they have to sign free agents. No, I know. Like, you, you gotta you gotta get some he, you they gotta, gotta get, get some, some right, there. and like some of these, like it's not like they can't just draft guys and run it, run it out, run it back out there, you know, next year. Like they have, they're gonna have to sign some people, so they're gonna extend some guys. They're gonna cut a couple of guys, like you know, Braxton Barrios might not be on this team next year. Like you know, he might be one of those guys that gets you know gets dealt. Denzel Mims, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be gone if you ask me. He's Mims, Mims probably. Yeah. You know. You're like not to not to bring up Zach Wilson again, but like the only thing that really that really is financially doable for the Jets is if they trade him after June first, then they'll save they like could. three million. They, they save they like almost four million dollars on the cap, but you carry almost six million dollars in dead cap for two straight years. Like yeah, but you know, they would eat. They would eat that. They, if would, they, could they get, would. They would just calculate that as part of the cost of. Of I, I understand the cost of doing business to get the quarterback you need because they don't have to overhaul the offense in order for it to be a high powered offense. Like you need to shore up the rest of the offensive line. You got three fifths of it is pretty good now. Like AVT comes back, like you know, I feel good. And Beck didn't actually pans out. You're okay. Like you don't need to really go crazy, you know, but right. that's you know. I hate to say it, but your boy Chris Shreveler probably ain't coming back. There's a million dollars right there. Like, how, how uh, is he making a million dollars? I don't know. That's what he signed. He signed Where's the Mike one... White? Where's Mike uh, White? What's he making? I don't know. Probably nothing. Probably not. Not nearly enough for the amount of freaking. Where are you, Mike White? Gorglin, the Met Ballin, or whatever. Hydrogen. But, uh. Yeah. Hey, Gorgon. To... Oh God! I don't think he's or on the roster. Of, uh... He's not on the roster for twenty. Yeah, because he's, he's not under contract. Oh shit! Oh. Uh, whatever. All right. Enough about the Jets. Like, uh, sorry. Whatever. Go ahead. Moving we're on. Contaminate. We're contaminating the right. playoff. Talk. More, more, more coaching news. Raven, as we alluded to before, Greg, Mo- Greg Roman finally he's got parted. Let go you know, quote unquote, parted ways. Quote unquote, <clears throat> parted ways. I'm curious where he's going to end up, if, or if he takes some time off. He'll take time. I, he's coached for a long time. I think he's done because he's not young. He's almost. I think he's like got to be Greg Roman. Let's see. Got to be he's, in his sixties, right? No, he's fifty. He's only fifty years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Here's um. 
some of the interviews they've lined up so far because all you've heard about is the Broncos talking about interviewing people. <laughs> so um, the Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, is going to interview Sunday with the Colts, Panthers, and Texans. He's now before you, no, not necessarily. You, I, I, I mean, is, but that's I think so too, but I, I, I don't, you know, you don't know. But I think, but before we go crazy, how's he going to interview with the Colts, Panthers, and Texans? He's going to do it Zoom because since the team, Giants are still in the playoffs, you have right. to do it via Zoom the first uh, first round. That's and then uh, okay. Wink, the defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, has an interview with the Colts. He's been interviewing and, for head coaching jobs for a yeah, long yeah. time. Yeah, I think he's gone, not Kafka. Which I hope, makes I me hope it's one or not. I hope it's Kafka stays because he's he's really the linchpin of this. You know, Daniel Jones has thing. a tree. They have that defense can be overhauled in the offseason and they you could rebrand it because it's other than take cave on Thibodeau, it doesn't have much of an identity anyway. I hope they get I hope they give both these guys raises to stay. That'd be great Hopefully. if they do. Wink Martin awesome. is an excellent coach. He's amazing. And then and then uh 49ers coach to me uh Coordinate defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, oh, there you go. Interviewing with the Broncos today, Texans on Friday. So he's that he is- might go to the Broncos. I think, I think the Broncos will hire him, and I think the Colts. I, I don't know who the Colts what, are going to. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff. What a way to Saturdays. go, though. You went from Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton to fucking D'Amico Ryan's. Like, yeah, we'll see. We'll got to interview. Got to got to interview everybody. You never know who might surprise you. Because I, listen, I think I think the 49ers defense is a pretty good unit, and I think he's held it together pretty well. Showed that he can handle these guys. Plus, he's a former player, isn't he? Uh yes, he yeah. Is. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, so he knows this league. So, you know, I think he'll interview well. Um, either way. But the big news, the Colts have interviewed and completed their in-house interview with Jeff Saturday. So oh, Lord. we'll see what happens there. Oh, and then, and then Kevin, Kevin, you're, I'm not going to stay on it because I just hear the groaning. But And then, Kevin, your team has parted ways with uh, just about everyone on defense. So Yeah, because, you know. Because that's that, the that, problem. That, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. You want a playoff, you know. a fucking playoff team? Like, really? Are we really going to go down this road? I mean, no. well, defensive coordinator, safeties coach, linebackers coach. Oh, it's, just, um, it's those are all his guys. That's why. And assistant linebackers coach. So yeah, see you coach. later. Yeah. So basically, you need everybody again. Yeah, you know. So uh, thoughts. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I know. Not the, not the problem, but sure. Let's sure. dolphins yeah, like be that, dolphins. Like that. That's like all right. Cool. So now next Fins year, be I, you remember how earlier I said, "What now?" That I'm back to that. Sweat what now? now? So yeah. like now, now what? Like who that? Who that? What now? So yeah, exactly. Like, now, now what? <laughs> so who? Theoretically, then who are am I supposed to be rooting for? on this defense or who am I supposed to be saying, well, that's my coach when I don't even know who the hell my coach is at this point. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, I what, get what, it. what's my, what's my 
incentive to be, I guess, enthused by this team at this point, because you're not you're not selling me on it, people. Like you're not. You, you're not you, selling you want, me. You want enthusiasm? What? Or do you? It'd greedy? be nice, man. It'd be <laughs> fucking nice. Like. No, I get it. It would be great to have. Yeah, it'd be great to have something to fucking root for, but like, I I couldn't. You're asking a lot, Kevin. Come on. Yeah, but like, I can't name, like, that. That's how fucking sad is that? Like, I can't name my my safety coach right now. I can't name my defense fucking coordinator right now. Like, okay, cool. Like, this is this is where we're at, people. Like, we don't know where the fuck we're standing. Like more of the same, more of the same. Vikings fire defensive coordinator Ed Donatel. Oh, there you go. Missed that one. That just, I think that just hit um, a little while ago. Um, But again, that's that's another guy where it's like that's not the fucking issue. You know what I mean? Like that's another one where big deal. Another, yeah, like a more and more news. Rob Gronkowski apparently was called for what? Several to come back several times throughout the year. Whatever. I, you know what? I couldn't. But he said my mind wasn't there. He was mm. having too much fun. Well, the fun one, the the fun news is I don't know if you guys listened to the Pat McAfee show the other day. No, not this week. So essentially. We had Aaron Rodgers. He does a Tuesday show with them every every week yes. or whatever. So he comes out, and this dude says, you know, it, it all depends on the team around me or the talent that I have at my disposal, but oh. I believe I can still be an MVP candidate. I think I still have an MVP award within me. He said this, what, on Tuesday. On Thursday, Rob Gronkowski, who's now on some other podcasts or was on the same podcast where he had said the whole he had gotten called thing, uh, he comes out and he goes and says, why is Aaron Rodgers talking about being an MVP? Shouldn't you be talking about Super Bowls? Because last I checked, Super Bowls are five times more important than MVP award. Wow, he's not wrong. I, I you know, I he get can it. Say, he can say that because he's got a bunch of trophies in the closet. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, smack, you know, whack, sit down, a a Ron. But like, Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl, should have three, and doesn't. And it's because Aaron Rodgers is all about Aaron Rodgers and not winning winning Super Bowls. Like sure guess. seems that way, doesn't it? Right. Yep. I can't really argue with Gronk there. Why are you talking about individual awards when you could say in the right situation I could win a Super Bowl? No, he's right. He's right. Like, yeah, I I can't sit here and say that he's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I would not. I don't know. I've never understood Aaron Rodgers or the love and admiration that guy gets. He's always seemed like a blowhard, but. It, it's come more and more to light with, with each well, passing. You see, the problem is you see it more and more when teams start losing 
You see who yeah. some of these guys, not even just Aaron Rodgers, you see what some of these guys are because, listen, the Packers were always in the playoffs. The Packers were always, you know, 10, 12 win teams. Now you see some adversity and it's like, well, you know what? Maybe this really isn't all my fault. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you're the, you're the captain of the team. Like, let's not pretend that you're not fucking up to. Like, well, you know. And- not not for nothing, but his his deal as it was, like his whole contract that he got basically hum, hamstrung his team and took away the ability for him to win that damn Super Bowl. Yeah, the reason well, they had like, you know, rap wide receiver core was because he was like, I need to make forty seven thousand million dollars. Like right. right. That was the thing. Like he wanted he wanted the big deal, he got the big deal, and now they're paying for it. Like right. there's no no if ands or buts about it. You can't be mad about it. Like I'm sorry. Well, the, I mean, it goes back to John's point of all right. Like you cared more about the individual than than anything else, and it came back to bite you in the ass. Like right. But do, does it matter? Like do, ultimately, does it matter to this man? Like not a lot. That does. I don't think. I think it's. I, I think not. his I life know. has been about. I think ever since he won that first Super Bowl, it's all been about me. I'm the greatest. I'm the best. Everyone says I'm the best. Everyone says I'm the most talented. You know, I'm the most talented, best quarterback in the league. You know, and you know, is it me? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it Tom Brady? For a long time, and it was well. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback in the league, and that was said probably until about four years ago. You know, when Patrick Mahomes came onto the scene, um, but. I think that's all he really cared about at the end of the day. And you just want to get paid. Yeah. Like that, like that, that's the vibe you get. Like you don't, as he was good. He, he won a one... Super Bowl. He was like, I'll be in the hall of fame. I'll be in Canton. Um, right. You know, right. I'm good. As long as he got his one, he didn't give a shit and he got his one and that was it. Right. I mean, whatever, dude. Yeah, I, I can't say I, I respect the dude. You know what I mean? Like, but it is what it is. Like, I'm sure he's not weeping with his $47 million that night. You know what I mean? Thinking about what some dude on the podcast is, is saying about So him. here's an interesting thing here. Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million contract on March 14th, 2022. Uh, Aaron Rodgers received a with this. $101 million in guarantees and $150 million in injury guarantees. He received $48 million, a $40.8 million signing bonus as part of the contract. The Packers can pick up a guaranteed option in 23 worth $58.3 million. If Rodgers is on the roster on the fifth day of the 2024 waiver period for the year and a $47 million option bonus will be fully guaranteed. The team has two the team has two dummy years on the contract for salary cap purposes. Technically, they are not void years, but they are not seasons that Rodgers would be asked to honor if he were on the roster. What the fuck does that mean? I've read it means, that. It means that yeah, that's, that's a that, very interesting. That's not how that, contracts work, but okay. That we're gonna 
we're going to pay you up front, but we have to spread this out over five, this three-year contract over five years. But if it right. comes down to it, we're not going to ask you to stay if you don't want to stay. That just feels like, I don't know, fine. That feels, that feels like he had, like he personally has that whole organization by the balls. Uh, that's what it sounds he, like. He definitely does. Like, I don't think that that's at this point is that that's a question. It just, why? Like, how do you not know how detrimental this is? Like, Devontae Adams was like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, let's just yeah. like, I don't think we, I don't think people realized how bad it has to be for like Devontae Adams to basically be like, I don't want to be with a MVP caliber quarterback anymore. I'm out. I'd rather go play with Derek Carr. Come on. Like, come uh, on. I'd rather go play footsie with my best friend. Yeah. Just... Like, and Derek Carr is probably going to be gone in a year. Like, like there was bet there was a 50-50 shot Derek Carr people knew going into this year that Derek Carr was going to be gone. Uh, to me, like that's irresponsible. I don't know. Yeah, impossible. Should have told him to go all right, go fuck off, Aaron Rodgers, and we're done. Like Jordan Jordan Love or bust. Go fuck yeah. off. I love it. You and want news? On... You want news of the day? You want news yeah. of the weird? Hit, right. me with yeah. another, hit me with another one. All right. So um, Boston Bruins and the, and the Boston Celtics are on pace to achieve a super rare feat in sports. If both teams finish with their best records in their respective leagues, it would be the first time that an NHL and an NBA franchise from the same city finish with the best records in, in both leagues. Okay. That's cool. Um, what else? I had. A I like that list. stat. I like that stat. Fun like stat of the stat. day. Um, U.S. men's handball team wins first world championships in their 26th. Hey, congratulations, America. Uh, LeBron James becomes the second player to reach 38,000 points, career points. Yes. Chasing Kareem. Um, He's still chasing Kareem. Chasing Kareem. Um, Usain Bolt's missing $12.7 million. What do you mean missing? Well, it's not in my house, so that's yeah. What do you mean? What do we mean by missing? Is what I want to know. Like the, the, lawyer, the problem. Lawyers for retired sprinter Usain Bolt on Wednesday. This is from the Associated Press. I'm reading this off ESPN.com. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Lawyers for retired sprinter Usain Bolt on Wednesday said that more than $12.7 million is missing from Usain's account with a private investment firm in Jamaica, and that authorities are investigating. Attorney Linton P. Gordon provided the Associated Press with a copy of a letter sent to the Stocks and Securities Limited demanding that the money be returned. Attorney Gordon said that Bolt's accounts once had $12.8 million, but now reflect a balance of only $12,000. Quote, if this is correct and we are hoping it is not, then a serious act of fraud, larceny, or a combination of both have been committed against our client, Bolt's attorney said in the letter. They have threatened civil and criminal action if the money's not returned within 10 days. You know, blah, blah, blah. The Stocks and Securities Limited did not immediately respond for a request for comment. Jamaica's Financial Services Commission is also investigating the firm. Huh. So shady deals with shady people, and now the money's missing. Now the money is missing. That's what it sounds like. Uh, Back to to basketball, Luka Doncic is the first player at age 23 or younger to average 40 points over a 10-game span since Michael Jordan in 1986. Yeah, he's probably going to be the MVP. 
In addition, I, uh, he is the first player see. to average 40 and 10 and eight assists over a 10 game span in NBA history. That's a little more obscure. Uh, what else? There's a lot of players died. Georgia offensive linemen and recruiting staff were killed in a car crash. Killed in a car accident, and then an Alabama yeah. lineman or whatever, or someone yeah. got a University of Alabama basketball player is charged with capital murder. murder. Yeah. MLS oh. player Anton walks dead at 25 in a boating accident in Florida. A boating accident in Miami. Yeah. Which Ten- tennis. Tennis Australia tennis authorities banned the Russian and Belarusian flags at the Australian Open. Hmm. Hooray! You guys, um, want to, you guys, you guys want to talk about international games? Sure. Ooh, yeah. And how shitty they are. What? Whatever. I mean, the NFL literally announced this today. Why? They came out. They came out. So five. Okay. They designated. So they haven't designated all the teams. But they designated the teams that would um, have the extra home game this year, since there's you know 17 games in a season now for a team. Is this why they did the 17 games so nobody would feel bad about having a 17th <sighs> game in internationally? Listen, eventually you're going to get to 20 games. It's just going to take another 10 years. But I can't play 20 games. It's but anyway, buys, whatever, you're not guy. wrong. He's not well, wrong. Let's, well, that's right. So they designated the first five teams. That will play overseas. Their opponents have not been picked. Now you already know one of them. One, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars because they have a ten, a multi-year agreement to play annually at Wembley Stadium. This is their tenth game. So okay, whatever. But the other four: Bills, Titans, and the Patriots. So they're going to be in London and they're going to be in Germany. Whatever. So Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to play one of the two games in Germany, and Josh Allen and the Bills are going to be playing in London. So that leaves uh, the Titans. The Jags will be in. I think it's. I think the Patriots are going to be in Germany. The Jags and the Titans are going to be in London, but they're going to split it between Wembley and the Hotspurs uh, Stadium. Okay, I mean, not terrible, but like. I think, the Jets I think the Jets are why are we like to go across. See the different league rules too, like you don't have to do hard knocks if you go overseas to do a London game. Huh. I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah, the Giants did that one year. They were like, Oh, you're gonna be on hard knocks, and they're like, No, and they're like, Well, then you have to go play in London. They're like, Deal. Yeah, hard knocks is just a pain in the ass. Playing in London is is really a pain in the ass. Right, but they, oh, but they, God. some teams would rather do that than have someone with cameras in their inner workings. Like the Giants are a team that will probably never be on hard knocks, and that's fine with me. Yeah, no, I like you know, I respect that. I respect. Yeah, that. no, I, like that, that, that's perfectly fine. Like that's, you know, what I mean. But I did not know that that was a. Uh, There's rules about it, like you. Everyone's got to be on hard knocks, or you have to play in London, something, or have to play overseas. Let me, let me see if I can find talk 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 amongst the class. See if I can find that. I just I am sick and tired of the London and Germany thing already. I think, I think we're I mean, retreading NFL Europe, and I think it's just I'm not I'm not a fan. Like I think certain- it's more viable now, but mm, no, no thanks. 
I want I want the uh, the Scottish Claymores. I want them back or the rain or the fucking rain fire. What, what was it? The Berlin fire, the rain fire. Yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah. God, that was such a weird time in in sports. God, well, it was like sure. everybody knew it wasn't going to work and tackle it was like we're going to try it anyway. Who who was the good like what good quarterbacks came out of fucking NFL Europe? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, what what legit NFL players came out of... And, like, I don't want to hear, like... The Rain Fire, the Amsterdam Admirals, the Scottish Claymores. Uh, uh, Kurt Warner, Brad Johnson, Jake Delhomme, but, all right, John okay, Kitna, like... Adam Vinatieri... Um, David Akers. David Akers. You know. So there was a couple. I mean, sure. Like, but like. John Kitna with the Barcelona Dragons. (laughs) Barcelona Dragons. Could they have made any dumber names? Like, come on. Well, I'm going through a list. It says top 10 most famous NFL Europe players. Number 10 is John Kitna. And then showing kind of the, the fucking like level we're at here. Number nine's a tie between Terry Crews and the guy from the old spice commercials, Isaiah Mustafa. Dude, he's awesome. Don't hate, but, but that, that's what we're at here. We're, we're at fucking Mm -hmm. Terry Crews and Isaiah Mustafa. That that's what we're Love at. I say him stuff. Then you had David Akers from the Berlin, uh, the Berlin Thunder at the time. Berlin. Uh, Dante Hall, if you remember, he Dante Hall was. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got? Brad Johnson, who was with the London Monarchs. Of course, they were called the fucking London Monarchs. Of course, they were. Uh, James Hare. Anybody James else Harrison think? was with the Rain Fire. What? Yeah, James this Harrison before he went went undrafted out of Kent State. Uh, they thought he was too undersized. Then he started bodybuilding. <laughs> undersized? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And then he became, he was too undersized to play linebacker and too light to play defensive line, so he got jacked. Uh, started said, his workout regiment. Started his workout regiment while he was in Germany, and then uh, played with the Rainfire before becoming a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jake Delhomme with the Amsterdam Admirals and the Frankfurt Galaxy. Almost uh, won Super Bowl, Jake Delhomme. William Refrigerator Perry with the London Monarchs. Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, I I can't find anything about the that thing, but I did hear it somewhere. Then Adam Vinatieri was an Amsterdam Admiral. And another Amsterdam Admiral is Kurt Warner. I guess so Kurt Warner is like the most important one, if you want to call it that. Yeah, Good sure. Lord. I know, right? That's a bunch of winners. Good Lord. It, but like when when your list of like guys 
includes two dudes who do commercials and spent a combined freaking like what two years in the league and Terry Crews and the Old Spice guy. Like that's not saying much for your league. No, absolutely not. I'm no. just saying that's... no. Just it was just another feeder, you know. But college football is and will always be the college football you know, will always be the it's feeder to feeder league. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed. But the problem was was at the time that the NFL Europe was getting more popular. The problem was is you had like, you know, the Nebraska Cornhuskers where it was like run and then run some more and then run some more again and like not develop any like passing quarterbacks. And so I think the NFL was like, we need to do something about this. And then the college football teams kind of got their got their act together and said, oh, we should probably modernize the way we play. You know, Lou Holtz was coaching Notre Dame, and maybe we should the forward pass should become something we all focus on. You know, well, I mean, you could thank Mike pass. Leach for that. May he rest in peace. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. At least he he brought something to the game. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's all the news of the weird and the international crap. News of the weird. News of the weird. And I think that's about coverage for, for the day is at large, no? I think that does. I think, that, I think we pretty much hit it. There's really no big uh, baseball free agency news. Um, you have to say Met news. <laughs> well, the only thing I know is the, the Mets signed Tommy Pham and whatever. Like, and fourth Chap- outfield. Chapman okay. to the Royals. I saw that. Okay, Chapman but, to the Royals. Depth, but Tammy Pham... The thing about Tommy Fan is Tommy Fan's most notable moment last year was He's punching out what's punching his name out for, Jack Peterson. Uh, yeah, for fantasy football purposes. Yeah, that, I mean, look, I would also punch somebody out for fantasy football purposes. If you came down to it, and, so, and, we're half, and we're halfway through the NBA season at this point. You know, we're forty something games in, and um, other than the Celtics being the number one seed in the East and. Denver being Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento. Well, the West is insane. You've got Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, and New Orleans as your top four seeds in the West right now. The fuck? What's going on? Um, but the East is predictable. Celtics, Bucks, 76ers, Brooklyn, and Cleveland are the top five. Like that tracks basically. Um, you know, yeah, Cleveland you was know. started hot. They've kind of cooled off a little bit here. Um, the they've Knicks lost the last talk. three, but, you know. No, the Knicks have actually played pretty well lately. Knicks are four games. Knicks are twenty-five and twenty-one. They're the seventh right now. They're and they're tied with the Heat for the sixth seed. Like they're not. They're right there. They're, they're right, right there Jay. right now. Jalen right Brunson's actually been a pretty good signing. He's been the best signing they've made in years, honestly. Oh yeah, no, he's. It's just they. The it's the problem is is they didn't complete the roster. <laughs> like that was really the problem. Right. Well, they'll probably. Well, Move Randall at some point, whether it's the off season or this year or uh, trade deadline. But we'll speaking see. Of trade, speaking of trade deadlines, is, has anybody moved yet in the NHL? No. No. It's nothing been quiet, of note. Quiet as hell, huh? Yeah, they still. The Rangers are still linked to Patrick Kane, and I don't really know if I want Patrick Kane on the Rangers. Is he going to have to give up too much to get a, a guy who's literally a rental? Honestly, 
the one year I played uh, fantasy hockey, my the name of my team was the Patrick Kane Clap Company. So that tells you all you need to know. Well, <laughs> that there tells you go, you all you need to know about what I think about Patrick Kane. But, Perfect. Uh, Patrick Kane. Winner, winner, chicken. Uh, winner, I do, do I want him on, on the Rangers? No, because inevitably he'll score 40 goals and he'll be that dude. You know what I mean? Like that that'll be him again, you know? But, right, of no, course. I, I I doubt it, but yeah. No, I know. He's he's not the same player. I don't think he's gonna give the team the lift that they everyone seems to think he will. Yeah, there's I, there's no way. I still think he has a, a season or two left in him where he can still sure. bag me. Yeah, but I don't want to give up I don't want to give up the whole youth the whole youth movement just for one guy to play here for a year or two. Oh no, granted, like if you do it, you're giving up a guy like Chidal, you're giving up Capo, you're like they're gonna want. Right, I don't want. I want to do that. Definitely not. Just no, like the I Yankees. like the core. The core has just, to stay intact for the Rangers. Just, just like the Yankees wanting Brian Reynolds and the Pirates are like, yeah, we want Volpe, Dominguez, and uh, right. Uh, you know, and they're like, uh, no thanks. Yeah, that ship's gonna sail. How good do you think? Dominguez is actually going to end up being not as good as uh, everyone thinks. So I think Volpe is the better prospect. I don't know. Do you want to listen? How many prospects actually turn out pretty well? Like that, you know, fair. the Mets have two of the top 10, uh, top five catching prospects. You tell me Alvarez and this other kid are going to hit like, you know, you don't I know. Hope it's Alvarez it's still a crapshoot. You don't know. It is. Well, you better hope Alvarez hits, but the problem is you just don't know because, if one he's of them what, hits, that means one of them's going to get traded because you're going to block. He's going to be blocked. He's what the top prospect in baseball right now, Francisco Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You better you better hope that man hits. You better fucking hope. Well, we'll see because there's already an article saying he's not in the mix for the full time DH role. So we'll see how spring training goes. Oh lord, oh, here we go. Oh no. Yep. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Here we go. That that that's the news I need to fucking end on. Yeah, I'll, I'll double ch- I'll double check it, but I'm pretty sure I saw that. No, I I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like I'm just making sure I'm not full of shit. Oh, you imagine that the top prospect in baseball, and now suddenly we're saying, hey, not so fast. He's not gonna get he's not gonna get service time as a Gentlemen. DH because uh we don't know if this man can hit. February 15th or the 16th for most teams, pitchers and catchers report. We are less than one away. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. Mets have made a decision on Francisco Alvarez's role in 23. This is on SI.com. I'm sorry, no. This is on fan name. No, this is SI.com. There we go. Okay, I'm not enough full shit. Okay. According to SNY's Andy Martino, Alvarez will not be in the full-time designated hitter mix in the big leagues. He said the organization, the organization wants their top prospect to, conv- to continue to develop, which means he's likely starting the season in AAA. So there's so there's going to be a rotating thing of Vogelback, Darren Ruff, and newcomer Tommy Fan, Tommy Fam, who can uh what do you call it? Play against lefties. Wonderful. But, but. Can we just go fucking sign Nelson Cruz, please? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I like how we were in lockstep right there because that's exactly Nelson. what I was going to say. I was going to be like, can we just. Nelson Cruz. Hey, uh, hey, 
Kevin, your boy Cor- Cormani McLean, five-star cornerback recruit, who is no longer committed to Miami and is going to Dion U. I mean Colorado. I mean, whatever. Just thought that I mean, would be topical for you. I mean, I, I saw you. it coming. I, I saw it coming. Like the amount of recruits that this man's gonna steal. If only because that team's gonna be oh, that team's gonna be fucking good in two years. Like that team's gonna be fucking really good. It's gonna be ten win team. They're, they're gonna be they're gonna be they're gonna be legit. They're either gonna be they're either gonna be they're either gonna be, re- they're either gonna be really good or really bad because of the transfer portal. And if it doesn't go their way, people are gonna be like, I'm out. I think that, ne- I think next fair. year you're gonna get a lot of four. You're gonna get a lot of freshmen and sophomores transferring in. And you're going to get a lot of five-star recruits going to Colorado, and it's going to be like it's going to be a fucking party this year. And they they better win next year. Like it's going to yeah, be it's bad. going to be a party, but they can't win fucking four games. Like they better win. Right, they better start winning, and they better start looking like a team by the end of this year and early next year. I want to know how good his son is. To be honest with you, that's what I want to know. Well, we're going to find out real fast. We're going to find out real fast because. He's gonna he's gonna be in the fucking frying pan real fast on that team. Yeah, so. unfortunately, like we're no. you're absolutely right. We're gonna find out exactly how good this kid is, and I don't know, man. Like, I it it's really good. It's really easy to look really good when you're playing at the fucking swack or whatever the hell it was called. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no. Yeah, now you're now you're actually playing real legitimate. You know what is it? Uh, Pac-12 uh, teams. Yeah, you're playing yeah. USC and Oregon and Oregon State. Like you're not fucking. You're not getting cup in UCLA. You're not getting cupcakes. You know? Right. You know Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley at USC. Even though they had a shitty end of the year, that's a legit team. That's a very legit. Yeah, and you have like pros level athletic departments. You know, like you know. This is their bread and butter. Yeah. Right. This is a step up. So. So. All right, boys. Gentlemen. On that note. It's been real. It has been fun. It has been real fun. fun. It's been real fun. Yes, absolutely. Real Real fun. fun. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, Milestone Podcast is the 10th one we've done. So if you hung with us, if you've hung with us, uh, we thank you. you. If not, if this is your first time. Don't let it be the last time. And uh, it's a long time. Go from there. So thanks again, and we'll catch you again next week. Adios.